Good evening and welcome to episode one of year five of Edge of Empire. Uh, I am Rob, joining you for my first full season since the transfer, and I am joined this evening by the even older oldest man in heresy, the inestimable Graham Mills. Thank you. Five years is a mere twinkle in my <laughs> esteemed career. One, one tenth of your entire life has been spent doing this podcast. Yeah, wow. And there, and there he is chirping in, the Jeez. angriest wargamer in the Northern Hemisphere, Mills the Younger. Christopher, good evening. I'm not sure about angriest war game. I, most disc- I don't know, really. I thought you could be right. <laughs> don't make him angry. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to find out. And, and of course, un, un, no, un, don't un, into the meat and bones. In, indeed. And underpinning it all, the alpha dog, the man's man, the straightest man in heresy, Michael Bottrell Esquire. Two sentences that don't really go together. The man's man and the straightest man in heresy. I mean, uh, <laughs> he hasn't even deemed it with a response yet. Has he? Uh, I, these intros are becoming a bit of a, 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 a war of attrition. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know who we are. We're, yes. It's a new year. It's a new not. season. There was a chap well, the other day that was asking for recommendations and everyone under the sun that runs a podcast recommended their own podcast, which I was... unusual. Uh, I know, right? I recommended some others. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. Let's take it on the novelty. You grudgingly some... mentioned ours, Michael. I just had to delete my Facebook post because it was a bit bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I own. Uh, if someone looking for recommendations, I always recommend ours, but I also recommend others because there are some great shows out there. Could be. There, there you go. And there so, this year or this month, we'll see how it goes, we are splitting the show up into two parts. You lucky people. Yes, we have part the first, where we take a look at this month's new releases, an update of what we've been up to, a run through the month's news, and Engine Kill this month takes a brief look at the Titanicus news. Chris and Michael will delve into the Firebrand's Legio Ataris, is that? Check me, check me with the encyclopedic knowledge on the top of my head. And in part the second, we will Mm. um, see if we can get some batteries out of Christmas lights to fit in the augury scanner. We will run through the books while Graham has a nap. Mm. And then we will take a look at the custodies, which I believe Chris has been making some very funny noises in the corner at the thought of doing that. He's kind of keyed up for some. His angriest man in heresy is going to be really put to the test. In the the Northern Hemisphere. The Northern Heresy. So I beg your pardon. We can't compete compete with Antipode. Uh, If we'd we'd recorded this this army thing maybe a a year ago or two years ago, then the show would never have gone out. But, uh, you know, I'm, you've mellowed yes. since. I've mellowed since then, yeah, absolutely. You've worked, you worked through the issues. So we come we, to we... accept the inevitable. Yeah. I must help. admit, though, being as I kind of was in a, a year of many firsts, it must be said, um, I looked at the custodies today. Well, actually, I looked at me last week when we are supposed to record, but yep. I did look at them again today <laughs> <laughs> when the deadline became a looming certainty. And I was like, you know what? The guy's got a point. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, actually. I kind of sympathise a bit, Chris. I've got to say, I'll put it on record here. Um, tough, tough little... People really rate them, right? Mm, I'm not sure. I think they're quite a tricky army to get to work. But, of course, we'll see how we do. Because I think there's some cool things you can do. There's a lot of things you can do the same of. 
Yeah. Yeah. To see what you can do in terms of variety. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just just for clarity, this is a custodies list. It's not a full Talons of the Emperor no. list challenge. There will be no nuns with guns. If that's your thing, tune in another month. I really like. The, I'm kind of. Yeah, there's some interesting things. A bit of an eye opener for me with this list. I've got to be honest, with you, which is always a good thing. Every day's a school day here at Edge of Empires HQ. It absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely so, yeah. is. One day I'll get past the alphabet. <laughs> I, was, I was impressed that you didn't say part one and then uh, part B. I mean, that was the, uh, the bit I was really waiting for. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. Uh, what we'll do is, um, if you are listening to part one of the show, we'll run into new releases. And if you're listening to part two, we'll run into the Augury Scanner. <gasps> This month, the Augury Scanner has been pinging away without its normal level of success, it must be said. Uh, things have got in the way. So a little shorter section than we would normally do. Um, but uh, thankfully, Mr. B has been snooping the valleys and hills of the Internet and has come up with some something. Well, it wasn't really. He actually contacted me. And he was like, look at these cool stuff I've made. Uh, yeah, uh, a friend of the uh, show, uh, Tom, uh, who specifically asked me not to give his surname just in case GW um, starts suing him, mm. um, has been printing off uh, a 3D printed epic army using the updated heresy style um, uh, uh, models. Um, so it's fantastic. I mean, I've just put the photos up on Imager uh, for the guys to have a look at. Um, <laughs> put those in the show notes as well he's let me he said i can do that um and these are absolutely lovely you know it just just shows the way that uh you know people are, are creating these awesome sculpts using the more oh, oh my god i need them yeah uh, <laughs> and this i think there's a real demand for epic to return it really is so it's quite they've cool. got epic securings they've got epic, <laughs> they've <laughs> got epic glaives that gives yep. me the fizz <laughs> i don't know what scale it is if he's done it at eight or six but i mean the catapratry um thunderhawk i mean it's the size of that sort of stormbird it's just like oh, the soap yeah 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 it's like yeah they're that's pretty a, cool they that's are a, pretty that's a cool. that's an epic design yet it still fits in his hand completely hugely glaive oh, and the um epic scale mastodons <laughs> at the back there yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would absolutely love somebody's okay this month i also <clears throat> because the 23rd is officially and shall henceforth be known as the greatest day in heresy hashtag uh because not only is it my birthday it is also greg dan's birthday and to mark this momentous occasion and we fully expect a potential flyby by the red arrows next year um <laughs> greg and i got together to have a little chat and this has been recorded and as uh, you can listen to it at the Imperial Truth. But yeah, it was a good laugh, actually. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, was we covered fun. some bits and bobs. Uh, we went through our top, th- as we were talking about, you know, momentous days, we went through our top three days in heresy, you know, the things that had stood out to us. And I talked about um, that brother of mine and how proud I was of him. Good old Dave. Um, I mentioned Chris occasionally as well. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then about, you know, the, Company of Legends, the first year with Lucida, I think. 
uh, the story was really good, and, and, and that was that was quite an achievement. And then I think the last one was last year's my fiftieth when we were all together, which was uh, spectacularly cool. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. We had a good fun, good fun chat, good piece of banter, and it was always a pleasure to catch up with Greg. So check it out. Awesome. Yes, definitely. Um, cool. Yeah. Next, I, we we've been thinking long and hard about this. Um, yeah. We've decided that because we are a big fan of the manatee. Not so much the Dugon, but we're willing to accept them into the family. Um, <laughs> we're not, um, I don't know, specious, I suppose. We're not anti-Dugon. We're not anti We're just very pro-manatee. Yeah. That's exactly it, right. So we have, we're thinking that we might try, if we are going to do some more char- charity work um, next year, uh, when we get the chance that... I mean, this year. This year. This year, jeepers. This year. 2021 now. Thanks, man. We're well, um, living in the future, boys. Yes, we do. Doesn't it sound impressive? Where's my flying car? Dot com. Um, Manatees is, is our next. Is our next. We want to find a charity where we can throw money at them for maintaining manatees. We think that's a, an admirable cause, as well as all our other charities that we support. So that's the plan. We're thinking about how we can involve manatees further going forward. It's become a thing now. It's kind of its own. It's got its own. Uh, own little thing so yeah manatees it is for next year's charity and this some, year's charity this year's charity as well as next year's Tentative. charity some yeah we've got we've got some ideas because we kind of oh. go on yeah we lost it there was mr we've b saying some early ideas haven't we so, yeah, yeah we have just, we've got the ideas for the t-shirts and the, the, the other the other merch that will be linked to that Manatee-based merch. Manatee-based yeah. merch. Absolutely, yes. because you know what what has gone from being a simple gag has become sort of a part of the <laughs> part of the show. They are the they are the fifth part of the of the show, really. You know, they were the we replaced them with Rob, and then they kind of worked their way back into the <laughs> into the setup. Yeah, so uh, we a, it's um, only fair that we give back a little bit to the manatees well, as yeah. well. And yeah. uh, anybody who follows the GW web comics, the spanners. Uh, web comic. I uh, happen to know Dr. Jeff, who draws that. So I have uh, been, I've been chatting away with uh, with with the good doctor um, for designs to do with uh, manatees and power armor and other sorts of uh, goodness. But it will also all be in that style that uh, those of you who follow the adventures of Nickit will be uh, familiar with. Did he got a model? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he's he's also on my wedding invitation. Fantastic. So anyway, manatees definitely be part of the thing, which does segue professionally and rather nicely into the the new Edge of Empire drinking game, as coined by Megan. Uh, rules God, of which I, this is this has passed me by completely. So I'm yeah, that's, that's, because that's because it is so up to the minute. This is how up to the minute it was only posted on our website probably about an hour ago. And I read it and thought, that is a great idea, Megan. So would you like me to talk you through the Edge of Empire drinking game? Go for it. Go on. So this podcast, could, I'll read her quote directly because it's a great one. You could easily, this is to whoever put up the um, big red tangent button saying we're recording. That was me. <laughs> okay. So Megan replied with, uh, you could easily turn your podcast into a pretty decent drinking game. Go on a tangent, take a drink. Mention a manatee, down it. <laughs> Michael wins a list challenge. Well, don't worry. We don't need to invent something for that, as it doesn't ever happen. <laughs> Her words, not mine. Brutal. Brutal. 
Megan wins. Fatality. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> well, I didn't win last year, did I? Absolutely spot on. So there you go. If you, oh, that, that, that's that's for your fifth. You know, you know, talk about us picking on Graham. Yeah, no, that's true. It's an absolutely great idea. So if you are yeah. really bored one night, or you know, have the mates around, I think, do you know what, lads? Let's listen to as you do. I know people do this. You know, they wait in, they bring their friends around. Well, obviously, get outside yeah. when social distancing we're, is allowed. And we've had the letters the, to the lawyers. Sit by the wireless and listen to the Edge of Empire podcast. Now you can do it with added drinking Hang game on. fun. Sit by the wireless. It's not 1942. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I imagine. aren't going overhead again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have to go in the Anderson get in, shelter. Get in your Anderson shelter. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, so anyway. Don't let the ARP man see that you're not social distancing. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. Put that light at. Turn that podcast off. <laughs> Damn, you give me that Napoleon drink. Oh, go on. Fantastic little segue there. Brilliant stuff. Anyway, see, we, we are experts at the tangent. Um, yes, but anyway, the thing is, though, it's no good being experts at the tangent because it just takes you down cul de sacs. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem know, we that's have. Part of the that's how we ended up with manatees. Exactly, but look what no, what joy that's, that's not true. We ended up with manatees because Forge World and Games Workshop kept using the same five words to come up with everything in yes. various uh, concoctions. Yes, and we decided that basically they'd hired four manatees in a swimming pool. That's correct. Stuck their uh, names on the on the tank, as per the South Park episode, taking the Mick out of Family Guy. Yeah. So that's how cool. Blimey, bit of um, Edge of Empire history for you there. So that's where the manatees came from. It'll be in a pub quiz next week, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, the Edge of Empire drinking game is an official thing, and I love the fact that if you know Michael wins a list challenge, well, surely Michael knows only. enough. Michael knows enough people in the board game industry to actually get it worked out properly <laughs> and printed. <laughs> what could it be? What could it be if Mr. B wins the this challenge? You have to you have to neck a bottle of cristal champagne in fifteen seconds. <laughs> Think. Someone so mentions Graham's song. age. No, 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 no. What you have to do, because it has to be suitably noisy, because it's Mr. B, you have to eat a packet of McCoys yes. in someone's yeah. ear, like right in their crutch next yeah. to them. I'm with you. Whilst yeah. downing a... Whilst with a Newcastle vodka shandy in the, the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, we, creme uh, de Month. Creme de Month is Creme de Month frappe down oh. the Creme de Month and Midori melon liqueur. Oh yes, it's tropical. Oh. It's like a can of can of what was that drink? Lilt. Lilt. Yes, it's tropical. still around. Lilt. Tropical taste. Tropical taste. Does anybody? I mean, that's nothing, right? Remember adverts from the seventies? Oh, like Can't remember what they were in last week. Very own conquers. Okay. Anyway, being as we've gone on a massive kind of tangent, yeah. uh, Sh- shall we, and Chris, go talk about some books? Go on, off your. F- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I now have to. <laughs> oh, whatever. <I'm... Okay, guys, and now it's time for the books. It's just me on my own this time. Uh, I was supposed to be joined by um, 
uh, Chris for this one, but uh, timings just didn't work out. But that's not too bad. So what I was going to do was do the review of the short stories, but we're going to bump that into the next episode with books. Um, the, the short stories that came out of Christmas and we'll sort that out then. So in the meantime, what I'll do is I'll just tell you what the upcoming books are. Um, the books that are upcoming, we've got Sat9, um, which is already out now on paperback. Um, also, and we've got two books coming up in March. They are Blood of the Emperor, which is a anthology, um, featuring short stories from, uh, similar to Scions of the Emperor and Sons of the Emperor. And the non-limited edition version of Lufa, First of the Fallen, the sort of next in the series on from Valdor. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the um, Custodes books. And this isn't like a comprehensive, these are all the books and this is all we need to know about the Custodes. But this is sort of like the general big ones you want to hit for your Custodes books. So the first of those is Valdor, uh, Birth of the Imperium. Now, my personal opinion of this, this is, this is a very good background book for the Custodes, but it's less of a story about the Custodes and more of a, you know, slight insight into the personality of Valdor himself but not that much because a lot of it is very much this is the Knights the Imperium as we know it was born if that makes any sense it's, it's very much the birth of the Imperium Valdor just happens to be the um sort of an overarching character so there's a lot of cool stuff in that it's a really 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 good book definitely one worth reading the second book is well it's a short story blood games i forget which um collection it's within um i will check that for you while i am um, telling you about it but basically it's a two-part short story about um uh the um uh so, well a blood game as it were which is the uh, uh when a custodian is sent out on a uh, mission to attempt to uh, pretend to assassinate uh the um emperor and uh the sort of like a second part of it where he's uh, going to high Brazil to um, deal with some political stuff there. And it was actually part of Tales of Heresy. And you can buy it individually as an ebook itself. Uh, the second uh, book is less of a is less of a custodian's book and it's a word bearer's book, The First Heretic. But it is a fantastic book about the Custodes. It really was the first book which really touched on the Custodes. It gave us our first view of the Custodes, our first idea of their personalities and how they fight and how they operate. So if you are a Custodes fan, that's a great book to read. And in general, it is a very good book. It's probably one of the better ones in the Heresy series altogether. Um, Aaron Demsky Bowden knows what he's doing. Then we're on to Master of Mankind. This is sort of like the big custodies book. This shows the custodies at the height of their power, uh, fighting the war in the webway. And it's definitely a, a book that really does show, um, absolute, um, you know, it get really gets behind the idea of the, 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 um, the, the custodians themselves. There's one, uh, custodian, uh, name forget, is it Ra? Um, one of the custodian tribunes, a character in it. He, he, for example, when he meets, uh, Janice Creole, uh, during it, he will not bow to the, uh, you know, the, the, her as the head of the, uh, silent sisterhood, but he does show immense deference to her six-year-old interpreter, which is really quite an interesting um, sort of uh, thing that I, I like about that um, book. And it's just a sort of really, really, again, Aaron Dembski-Bowden, really well-written book. 
and it really does get to the heart of the custodies as it sees them sort of dealing with that uh, demonic incursion and it sort of deals with how they more or less end up as they end up at the end of the heresy. Uh, the follow-up to that is Magisterium. Uh, it's a little short story, um, and uh, it is a great little one. It's by Chris Wright, and it is a follow-up to the um, to Master of Mankind. It basically deals with the aftermath. It's like basically the custodies. Yeah, we were once the um, the, the ten thousand, and now we're not a lot. There's not a lot of us, and it's sort of. Valdor going up against uh, Rogel Dawn for who is the primacy, and it's it's interesting because it, it has uh, some memories uh, going back to Prospero of him taking on another Primarch in the term in the form of Lehman Russ, and if I remember correctly, this is the one with Lehman Russ um, riding a Land Raider and um, uh, by basically clinging onto its side and swinging his sword around, and it's like yeah, that's kind of cool. Definitely one uh, worth reading. There's only a little short story. It's not been pub. I Heralds of the Siege. Yes, it's been collected in Heralds of the Siege. See, I remember that one. <laughs> then we have two metaphysical blades, and it's the last one I'm going to talk about. And this is kind of set post heresy. Um, it's it's an interesting story. Um, it's basically Valdor talking about his um, his blade, and it's sort of like him at the end really uh of his uh, uh uh of his life as a as the captain general it's not been collected in a book yet but it's definitely worth dealing with but it's talking about the equal but opposite blades of the uh of the apollian and the uh Dynasian spear that being the uh, spear of russ and it's a it is a very interesting book and definitely well story and definitely one worth reading again by chris Wright. Um, and it sort of tells the story of the, what those blades are. And, you know, they, they, they were crafted by the hand of the emperor and why they are so different in what they do. If that makes any sense. Anyway, and that is the books. So, um, now we'll move on to the fluff, which is just me again. The Adeptus Custodes, the Golden Banana Boys, the personal bodyguard of the Emperor in all their fabulousness. They are the souped-up and more long-lived versions of Thunder Warriors, because they were created before them. Not mass-produced, but each Custodes is an individual engineered uh, 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 soldier. Well, not even a soldier bodyguard they're not designed to fight the wars they're designed to enforce the emperor's will as the as the word bearers put it the custodies the custodies fight like lions whereas the legionius astartes fight like wolves the creation of a custodies as we said is not standardized it's very individual and they look to amplify the individual traits of a custody. So in that sense, they're less like uh, an Astartes and more like, I suppose, a Witcher uh, from that Witcher series um, because they're unique, uh, individual. And they don't really have a Primarch 
if a, if an Astartes relationship to their Primarch is that, then the uh, Custodes are Primarch is essentially the Emperor. They don't use Gene Seed in their creation. And Constantine Valdor, the Captain General of the uh, Custodes during the Heresy, was as tall as Alpharius. Although, to be fair, Alpharius was the smallest of all the Primarchs. Their armour and weapons are all each unique and individual to them. They prefer, they are gene coded to only be, only be used by them, although Argoltal doesn't think that's a problem. And just like them, they are a unique individual component, a specific cost to the Imperium's economy as opposed to a space marine who is just manufactured in a forge along with their armour and weapons. Each custodian is trained to fight by himself without any support from his fellows, although they can work together with needed, and they seem to have an instinctive sense of coordination without needing any hierarchy or orders, each warrior knowing exactly how to fight alongside his peers without burdening them. And they also apply the logic of the blood games. Now, the blood games is something that the uh, custodians do. They send out a custodian individually out into terror or the galaxy with the sole task of getting close to the emperor or um, uh, one of the high lords or, or Malkador himself uh, with the aim of simulating an assassination. And they apply that knowledge uh, to their warfare as well. They spend thousands upon thousands of hours studying the moves, the fighting style, the coordination, everything about their opponents, including the Astartes themselves. It's very likely that the Legionis Custodes know more about the Astartes fighting style than even the Astartes themselves. One of the most unique thing about the Custodes is their recognition of great deeds. Of course, the Astartes recognize great deeds, but the Custodians take it a different way. For Basically, they award a name for each deed great deed performed by an uh, individual and add them to their name uh, which is inscribed upon their armor on the inside or sometimes directly onto their bones as a mark of individual pride constantine valdor prior to the siege of terror had obtained 932 names so that's a big long name to remember there and the training of the custodians themselves is because they're bodyguards, it's geared less towards mass warfare and more towards the protection of, uh, 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 of individuals. And you can see from the blood games that they are trained in assassination on a very practical level, um, knowing how to um, basically prevent attempts as well as knowing how to attempt assassination, which is handy because they're also uh, required to participate in the political life of terror itself, um, which they do uh, in practical ways uh, with Constantine Valdor uh, essentially sitting on the, as, as one of the um, High Lords of Terror and uh, one of the Triumvirate of the Imperium along with the Emperor and Malkador essentially running it and uh, also dealing with internal strife and problems within the uh, politics and the uh, administration of Terror itself and that's really a very broad overview of the custodies there's a definitely a lot more that you can read about them so hit up lexicanium uh to uh check out more details and chris will probably murder me for my um very rough uh telling of these guys 
So for this month's army focus, we are focusing on the the pinnacle of transhuman warriors, uh, the, the, the the things that everyone wishes they was. That doesn't make sense. That's awful. Uh, these are custodies. Oh, I thought we um, ultramarines. Oh, we, oh, you said yeah, that. we've done them. We so did them, and everyone fell asleep. No, we haven't. Even the word bearers <laughs> managed to beat them. We, that's we did. No, we not done they're, they're that unmemorable that you've uh, forgotten that we did them. We did those year three. Oh, I'm sure we did them because didn't I do it? I know that was the. Anyway, <laughs> Shh, I've, almost, I've almost convinced him. Yeah, you did actually. Uh, damn it! Why did I tag along? Um, <laughs> almost. So Almost as de- derided by Graham as well. Yeah, well, you see, equal, again, equal again, this is 2020 now, right? So this is that everything's up, up, up around, you know, on top right. of its head. Previously, 20, I would have been wading in there saying how utterly terrible, overpriced, bland, one-dimensional, all of these things that I've and used. And then you realised we weren't talking about the Iron Hands. So, not the Iron Hands, you're right. Um, but, you're, but, you know... They are pretty one-dimensional. There's only so things you do with them, yeah. but um, but that, they do do have. I don't so they think are as bad as that. their rep, reputation isn't as bad as what they really are, and I think that's no. a very important lesson that I've learned. They don't, are oh, my favourite army. In, Why is that? I'm, I'm, I must. Be, I'm really I, curious. What is it? I mean, I'd look I I don't know. I don't know really. Really, why it was to get excited because about. he likes gold. I do like he gold. He likes but... the gold. <laughs> yes, I, I, I am Dutch, obviously. Um, you work in a jewellers. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> Lots of other people do. Um, what do I like? Why? Do, I don't know why. I just I've yeah, always liked them. So I, I just I always liked the idea. Now, even before they they had rules, I always liked the idea of them. I always wanted to see them on the tabletop. Are we talking about um, the naked custodies and just a loincloth here, or no? Just. No, thank you very much. Carry on. Um, I just love the idea that they are the emperor's bodyguards. They are his um, his chosen protectors. They are his extension of his will in a martial uh, manner. And what a good uh, job they did. And they're awesome. You know, I've, I've wanted them before. They had, I know as I said lots of times there are 20 Grey Knight Terminators in my loft all with spears because they were going to be my proxy and custodies. Okay. And they're still in their box because yeah. now the real thing. Um, <clears throat> and the fact that, yeah, Valdor, you know, just ticks all my boxes. And the, the army t- is, the army hmm. is very much, you know, I, I, Imperial Fist are my first legion. Yes. They're a very sort of sh- shooty based army. But I always, you know, I always had um, Sigismund in there, and I always ran Templar Brethren because mm-hmm. I always like I liked to get in the fight. Yeah. These guys are the fight, <laughs> basically. Oh, I like the way you said that. That sounded like a trailer for a film. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's they tick a lot of the of, of my I, I, base. It's, it's base an interesting desires. choice, isn't it? Because I've seen people play Custodes because Custodes were very good. And there was a definite uptick in the number of players before book eight. And then it kind of went back down again. And other armies came along. But I haven't seen anybody be completely kind of passionate about them as a as a concept in the way that you are, which I think is great, right? 
I think that's um, I will I will give you a compliment on this show. My God, what what's happened? Somebody phoned the the, the, the doppelgangers. But you know, you have stuck by them. You have defended them to the hill, even though we have ripped the living bejesus out of them on many occasions. And now is your chance to yeah, um, to tell us why. And I think okay. I'm going to remain calm. As I as I said earlier, if if we'd recorded this a year ago, a couple of years ago, I would have got really irate during this recording because because you're the angriest man in the northern hemisphere. I'm the angriest man in the northern hemisphere of heresy, apparently. Yeah. Um, other than Rob, I'm not an angry man. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint all my bases gro- it's goblin a green. Silent simmering. Yeah, right, okay. It's I, a I simmering can... rage rather than. <laughs> yeah. I can be uh, I can be inflamed. <laughs> you can get <laughs> cream for that, I believe. Yes, I believe you can. As long as you're not engorged, nobody. Frankly. But yes, yeah, I, I'll always defend this army. Always. Right. Um, fair enough. Yeah, above everything else. Good stuff. So we get so, into the so we get get into yeah. the into the the meat of it. So we'd, yeah, uh, why don't you tell us about some of those special rules that they have? All right. So the, they've got three particular uh, things that make them stand out. Yeah. So you have the sodality. So a unit composed entirely of models with this special rule, which all uh, custodies uh, non Walker units have. Yeah. Um, has a unit coherency of three inches instead of the usual two inches. A male's attempt to regroup at unmodified leadership tests regardless of casualties taken or any other effects. Very good. Which gives them a, a better um, spread, better table control. Particularly from those strength 10 templates, which are their kind of undoing sometimes. Absolutely. You know, as a, mm-hmm. even better against small templates because... Yeah, can only get one. You only get one guy. Mm-hmm. So dead, dead useful. Uh, preternatural skill. Mm. So, anyone with a special rule gains a bonus of plus one to the initiative in assault phase if their weapon skill is greater than that of the model models which they are fighting. Which it usually will be. Because yeah. their kind of weapon skill is base five. Yes. Yeah. So, anything normal marine equivalent. Now, it used to be equal to or greater than. Ooh. Now but, it's just greater than. Yeah. Because, yes, that must have been really useful. Yeah. Because, I mean, there aren't that many things with weapon skill six. I mean, Praetors, I guess, and, and um, sort of HQ-based units, but not too many, maybe some of the Empress children or something, but out the bag, not too many with those high weapon skills, units-wise. So they would have been getting plus one initiative and going so, initiative yeah. six. Is that right? Yeah, yeah pretty much most of the time. Nice. So, yeah, not to be... um. Mm. Not, not to be sniffed at. But that be as it's, it's changed now. It's not. Uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, it's still useful, but it's not as useful, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But back in the days when they were the sort of top tier of everybody. Back in when we were back in book seven. Mm. Um, before yep. we had to buy another book because uh, why release something for free when you can make people pay for it twice for a ninety pound book? Uh, right. Then we get inviolable psyche, not which good. I do not have. Uh, custodians are immune to fear, pinning, and ignore all penalties when taking morale checks. So that's so. So that means that they would always. So in the, if they lost a combat and they lost by four wounds, for example, they would ignore that. They were effectively stubborn. Is that right? Um. Sorry. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No penalties. Yeah. And they can re-roll failed, deny the witch as well. 
It does yeah. not suffer penalties in leadership when taking morale checks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they they are basically stubborn. stubborn. They would always basically be stubborn. There. Always be going at leadership ten or whatever they are, nine or ten. Yep. So you can't get them off the board sharpish, right? They are yep. they're almost like they're fearless. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. They are. They're they're exactly. This is why they're the fight because they're going to be in there. They're not going to go anywhere. The only way to get them out is by chopping them down. Yeah, or blast them to bits. Exactly. Nice. So that's the that's the the three sort of army wide. Um, special rules. Because they don't have any downside, right? Compared to like if you have the army special rules for the any of the legions, they usually have good, good, the, pretty terrible. The thing I think people need to remember with this army is, okay, the uh, Iron Warriors are part Perturabo. The Imperial Fists are part. Dawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Dark Angels are part Lionel Johnson. Ooh. The Custodies are part the Emperor. Ooh. Ooh. So, <laughs> there. So, so they're not going to have downsides. So let me just get this right for the film Custodies. You know, the they are the fight, and then you could do that whole thing about these guys part, 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 part. Yeah, these yeah, yeah. guys part emperor and he is the fifth you know he's one of the five most powerful things in the in the universe at that at this point so okay maybe the points are worth it then okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're all belt yeah so anyway some i mean great but yeah but because obviously you know, psyche against fear against demons yeah. they won't be affected by fear things like that so yeah pinning as well so yeah, yeah. uh bulky Volters, uh characters and the Heterons have um, counter-attack and Crusader, I think, if I remember correctly. Things like that. So there are some units. Well. They all have they all got Crusader. Crusader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's counter-attacks about, uh, on that. It's an actual skill. Did you... Did you... Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. We talked about that. How did I miss that? I've done that. Because you were falling asleep. Or, or doing the paint. You were thinking about Ultramarines and not as often. <laughs> probably. Yes, probably. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, how about the unique war gear? Would you like to talk about um, that, Graham? Well, I wouldn't want to take anybody's thunder away here, but yes, they do have, obviously, I think one of the key things to say about them is, you know, they've basically got access to the Emperor's wardrobe when mm-hmm. it comes to gear. And, um, you know, they can help themselves to whatever they want, the finest of the Imperium, quite rightly, if you're, you know, guarding the Emperor and the Imperial Palace. So um, they've got a huge amount of stuff, um, but we mentioned um, some of them when they're in the units, when they're applicable, but they have a few sort of special bits that are kind of more generic um if you like so one of the things um most units i think if not all of them can take are these array strikes so these are a pretty good little upgrade i think enemy units deep striking within 12 um suffer suffer perils on a four plus now i think it specifically says even if they wouldn't normally suffer a perils you know they yeah, don't they don't deviate or yeah. anything like that if yeah, even if they come in bang on and they can't go off the board or you know go and they will yeah, still so suffer perils on a four plus, which so is in, in theory yeah, you can it do will that affect on drop their revelation as well. Totally will, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's super powerful, right? Because that would give you some. I mean, I would not want to be periling my very expensive three or four hundred point unit on a four plus, frankly. So mm-hmm. I would be avoiding them, which of course plays perfectly into their hands because you're far enough away they can just wipe you off the board. Uh, the other good part about race strikes is that. Um, when being targeted by barrage weapons, you add one d six for the scatter and pick the two highest results. Although if they do roll a hit, it's still a hit. It's uh, it's, a, it's only on barrage weapons. Yeah. yeah. So Chris I've seen people I've seen people try and do it with 
Blast. Blast. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So interestingly, Chris has put here overpriced because now I, I was looking at this, right, and thinking, yeah, I, I'm not sure. So I think a race, if you have a, so it does say that only one model needs an erase right for the whole of the unit to benefit from it. Yep. So, for example, a shield captain can take an erase right and join with another squad and they all effectively have the erase right, right? Yeah. And they, they can still buy the erase right. But the price of the erase right I don't think is per model. Unless I'm reading it wrong. Yeah, they are 15 points each. But would all of them have to buy an array strike, if you see what I mean? It's 12 inches from the individual <clears throat> model. And if you think uh, you've got okay, that yeah. you've got that sodality, so they're three inches apart. If you're yeah. in a line, a five-man unit, yeah. you're looking at the, the guy on the end is going to be nigh on a foot and a half away from the guy with the array strike. You'd still, I think it's more of a deterrent than an actual, if you see what I mean, it's like a deterrent-based yeah. weapon. It means you'd keep the guy... You keep him central. I just yeah. keep him central. I mean, I would yeah. buy one, but I wouldn't buy a squad full of them. If you see what I mean. I mean, if it's fifteen points for the squad, fine. I see what you mean. It's one. It used to be they, in, in book seven. There were three points each. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think they're great. I wouldn't want a full. I wouldn't want to spend fifteen points per model on a five-man unit to get them because that is no. You mean, expensive. but you might want two. Or, you might want two or three. Two maybe. Because Next. also you're going to take casualties. So. There is that, but I said I think they're very good. They're only going to be really valuable at the early part of the game, anyway. Yeah, and you've got to make sure you mark your model with it. Yeah, and well, I that's think the other thing. They're is a deterrent thing, aren't they? They're a budgie to it. They're a worry. Their their usefulness is very limited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I say, they are turn one, turn two. Yeah. And, and well, again, they're probably going to be deep striking in barrage weapons. You're probably not going to want to fire them if you're if you're firing in your own back lines, for example. That's always chancy. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, bit 50-50 with that. They have got some advantages. It's a great deterrent for a deep-striking army to make sure they push further back so that you can charge them next turn. Uh, the other thing they've got is this is the basic uh, custodian armor, which is it, it's exactly the same as Artemis for armor, only two plus save, I mean, it's, but it does give them move-through cover, which is also a really great upgrade, I think. Yep. And um, the refractor field. Uh, the refractor field is separate. It doesn't come with them, though, does it? I think they, they get refractor fields as a separate piece of war gear. Yeah, if I'm a separate not war gear. Yeah. yeah. Is it separate war gear now? Yeah. They used to get it as standard, didn't they? They get it. It, it, it is. But it's, it's, it's listed separately as a. Yeah, it's not part oh, of the right. armor. It's, just, it's a, just a separate thing. And the other thing, which is great, is these are these presidium shields, which have caused all sorts of problems over the years. But what it is now is um, they had plus one to an invulnerable save, but it's only to a maximum of three plus which I don't think happened. Did that happen previously? Could you get two plus or something back in the good old days of craziness? Because you could have a, uh, whatever the four plus. Cyber uh, Iron Halo. Halo. Iron was, Halo. Yeah. I, yeah. And you, you could basically get a three plus and then you'd Cyber get that Halo. as well. So it would just be, um, mm. that, that sort of nonsense. That whole chestnut the, two plus plus. Yeah. And yeah. you had this whole bouncing wounds across all the shield captains. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Um, the other good thing about this, enemies suffer minus one to hit on every attack target in the wielder in close combat, which to a maximum of six plus. Um, the downsides of it, there's two really. It does prevent the use of two-handed weapons. And I think it also says something about spear weapons don't get the the slash. You couldn't take it anyway because the spear is a two-handed weapon. Okay, is it? Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, plus one to the results rolled. In the case of, where is it? I read it the other day. So you know that like most of the spear weapons have got a charge value, non-charge value. And I think it says about the Presidium Shield that it cancels that out. Yeah. Um, 
two other weapons will claim the benefit of additional close combat weapon, of course, so you never get that, and in assault or use the increased close combat profile when charging for guardian spear type weapons. Oh, so yeah, so, yeah. Guardian spears are single handed, but you wouldn't get the two handed. You wouldn't get the. You, yeah, wouldn't the, get the you don't second. get the plus one strength and yes, AP2. But you can still use the spear, but you can't. Um, it doesn't prevent the use of the spears because they're single handed weapons. And then also in bold, in very hot, big big letters and capitalised as well, the stupid Adratic Exterminator that no model can take. So yeah. talk us through this particular piece of rage forward <laughs> text. Oh, if you hang on. Mind. Just pulled my uh, microphone. <laughs> Enraged. Okay. That, that is it. The rage. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Sorry, my... Uh, oh, yes, wrong. I'm not using my normal headphones. I just pulled the headphone jack out of the bottom of my mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So this is the, uh, the, the copy and paste from uh, Book 7. And, you know, when they could have fix something in book eight rather than just add points onto everything um so the adratic exterminator oh, is a, a great weapon inch, strength six ap2 heavy oh, one yeah. three inch blast instant death armor bane gets hot no model can take it what it's not got any it's not listed as a weapon on any of the models in the book and it wasn't well, in book seven either that's one way to stop people using it i suppose what a load of old Copy and paste nonsense, and that's the sort of thing that annoyed me about the, the book eight. So More yeah, amazing. it's basically like an upgraded plasma cannon, isn't it, with armor bane? Yeah, it's, well, it's not as strong as a yeah, like the other Adratic stuff. But yeah, yeah but nothing like can take it. Weaponry. I, I, didn't, I reckon uh, it was for the palace. I reckon there's a palace variant that they haven't made yet. Quite possibly. Anyway, what, four years after the. Or, Three years after they made the first one. How long has it been since uh, since Soltarvet's got rules? Yeah. Get in the, get in the queue. Hope still yet. Eight, eight years. What, it just might years? take. It just might take nine years. I think maybe we should give Chris like a forty-five second thing to list all the problems, and yeah. he can just you know how many he can get off in forty-five seconds. Point for each one. We might do that at the end. Anyway, <laughs> who do wants I, do to I do talk the first about? Unit? Yes, please do. Okay, so the first unit is about the first two because they're sort of one unit, but I've, for some bizarre reason I've listed them as two. Um, so we've got the Shield Captain, mm. who is considered by many to be one of the most powerful individual characters that's not named in the game, although much more restrained than they originally were because they originally were stupidly they could be made well, yeah. two plus plus, basically unkillable. Yeah, unkillable. Right. So they've got an amazing stat line. So you basically take the custodies and then you mash him together with a Praetor. So it's actually not a bad character at all. Okay, and a war gear list. This is Praetor with custodies. Yeah, a war gear list that is absolutely, you know, mind-blowingly good. Um, popular combination I've seen is the Paragon Spear, which is an AP2 plus two strength on the charge. And sixes get another attack and sixes to wound cause instant death. Uh, with a strength uh, 5 AP3 Assault 2 Bolter, uh, digital lasers, a Presidium Shield, and Iron Halo. Which would cancel out the plus 2 strength, by the way. It would, yeah, but you get a character with 6 AP2 attacks, which generate additional attacks on 6, additional uh, instant death on 6 is to wound, add initiative 6, with a 3++ in close combat. 
Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and, and we've probably <laughs> all used a variant of that in some form or another. Yep. So yeah, you're right. It's 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 a he's gonna go before also interestingly, uh I'm just trying to think, no, shame, isn't it? His weapon skill six, so he wouldn't go before a Praetor, but he would go before a He's initiative six. Yeah, anyway, so. yeah, so I guess he's always gonna go before most Praetors, isn't he? They're initiative yeah. five. I think. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's gonna hit first and he's gonna hit hard. So very yeah. hard. Yeah. Very good. He's got counter attack as well, so he gets so if you yeah. charge him, he still gets um Yeah, and he's got a fantastic array of war gear, like you said, Michael. Just incredible. Uh and you can upgrade him for fifty points, but you can only have one it's one in a two thousand plus point army. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. I've forgotten what it was exactly. Chris, what was it? it's a two thousand point army. Yeah, two thousand yeah. point army. Uh you can upgrade him to a tribune who gives yeah. you all of the above plus Eternal Warrior, and Fearless. And that's just 50 points. And even better, it's they can choose their own Warlord trait, yeah, can, and, which is yeah. a super, super thing. Yeah, and he has to be the um, Warlord, Warlord, unless Valdor, Kroll, or the, or Emperor, the Emperor are yes. in, um, in the battlefield. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, loads of people were just like, yeah, this is literally the single most broken unit in the game. <coughs> I think that might be a little bit harsh, because I think there are probably others that are worse. The points, but he is. Cro- the points do knock up, don't they? The thing is, he's 190 points, okay? Like, yeah. Basic Guardian Spear, yeah. It's the Iron Halo Guardian Spear. Oh, yeah. Okay, it, okay. It, it, so points, you need to spend points. Paragon, Blair, Paragon Spear, 25 points. So he's you know, 200 plus. You know, give him digital lasers because you're going to want to give him digital lasers. Yeah. What's the point? 15 points. He it, it, it does get to pretty pricey pretty quickly. To, to, give you, to give you a little hint into the list bit later on, that's exactly what I've got. Yeah, well, it's, it's the sensible loadout for him. I've got a similar thing, but I haven't gone spear. But anyway, yeah, I think that's um, I mean, he's a great, great character. He's yeah, going mean, to mince most things that he comes in contact with without too much bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. he is super, super cool. I think he's um, I'm trying to think of anything that would be able to go toe to toe with him. Maybe one of the because I suppose I'm trying to think there's anything else. I mean, he would he would be able to hold his own against, I think, a, a Primarch. Have you? I've, absolutely. I've never. I don't think my ones ever, any of mine have ever fought against a Primarch. Yeah, they probably Valdor fought Angron, honest. but got but it was Angron and a lot of his mates. So yeah, because we're outnumbered then. But yeah, because that's yeah. but yeah, I mean, he's you know he can you know three plus in one, you can't instant kill him. He's going to stand there and take a battering and give it back as well. And probably yeah. go before. I mean, initiative six, there is not too I mean, even, you know, I'm thinking of the bigger Primarchs with the bigger heavy yeah. weapons, they're not going to go at initiative six, are they? Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Rob, do you want to uh, take my controversial notes and uh, take on Valdor? As long as Chris takes a Valium. I was going to say, as long yeah, as Chris doesn't want to do this himself. You speak Michael's words. This is Constantin Valdor, the Captain General of the Legion, Legionis Custodes, and just general all-round bolt-ard. Like he's, I, I really like him. Mm. Um, in-game, he gets a mixed response, and Michael says he's expensive for what you get and his warlord trait isn't great. Um, but there isn't anything this guy can't kill. 
Um, but Michael reckons you can do it better with a shield captain or a tribune. I would dispute that. I I, I understand what Mr. B means because if you put a solarite power gauntlet on a guy, yeah, then yes, realistically. But the problem with that is he's striking last. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one actually. So you just lose just that and just to put and just to put it out you, there. Do you know the rule about plus one initiative? Mm-hmm. Yes. You have a solarite power gauntlet and it's unwieldy, which means you got initiative one. You're fighting somebody weapon skill Four. five oh, in this okay. instance. If, if it's yeah, a shield captain, five. does that mean you got initiative two? So if you were going up against another set of terminators with power yeah. fists, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be going before them with a yeah, power fist. Still a plus one initiative. Mm, interesting. But you still they still have to be weapon skill five if, if you're going up against a um you know going up i'm just thinking about a normal squad of terminators or even the you know the like a set of um what fire drakes the only weapon skill five so a shield captain with a with a fist would go before them go before yeah. using and double the fists yeah and double them out yep so so this is this is where i would disagree with, 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 with the solar power, power gun as well because yeah strength 10 hit p1 okay perfect yeah, the Valdor's Spear, the Apollonian Spear. Instant death on a 4+, plus on anything. And automatic penetrating hit on a vehicle on a 4+, plus, regardless of armor value. I just personally mm. think that Valdor is just too expensive. I see what you mean, because I think I a fully can't. tricked out Tribune is going to rock in at about... Say, out I, worked out, I worked out one, yeah. I, I worked out one that was about 280, 290 points. The used to be 275. Yep. And that's why they made him more expensive. It's because you could do a tricked out shield captain. The only, yeah, the thing that pulls Valdor out, in my opinion, in terms of not so good, is that the ability to choose your own warlord trait that you get with the tribute, because you can do stuff with warlord traits oh his warlord trait is absolute bobbins it's yeah. absolute trash it's rubbish because so i think that's yeah. interesting i think that the warlord trait is for me when i was looking at this i was like yeah valdor i'm gonna try and you know curry chris's favor i'm gonna go valdor and i just couldn't i just the thought thing actually, is that, i can't do it the thing that annoys me is it's it's this it's the two paragraphs that are in the warlord trait bit you know Hmm. Valdor occasion the authority of terror himself and there's little in the way of resource or technology that is available in a vast imperial of humanity he cannot requisition or command if he wills it so he can get a teleportation transponder yeah, and so can a few of his mates and the imperial fist can get him for nout I've heard I mean, the back of a lorry just absolute garbage <laughs> yeah I think to be honest raising his points keeping that teleportation transponders free for everybody I think he would be worth it but downgrading his warlord trait and upping his points, it's to be honest, it's made him, in my personal opinion, just not worth taking. Yeah, but I just, I just find that I just, I just yeah, that just annoyed me. Um, I can see why it annoyed you as well. We also have to consider the model is divisive. I like yes. my one. I like the paint job Adam did on it. But yeah, I think, I think hey, he needs a darker skin tone. In the artwork that you had in from whatever book it was in he had a he has a very um southern european aspect about him but yeah, i think that's the sort of skin tone he needs yeah i have, I have picked him high up. elf looking 
pasty sound. So. I mean, molecular severance on his on the Apollonian spear is awesome because it's plus one, plus two, always AP two. But as Rob says, four plus in, instant death, and it's uh, successful rerolls on invulnerable saves against it. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Chris, because I know that the problem with Valdor is that he is a big target, and he can't do what like the classic um, trick that the other pack, similar guys, the Primarchs, can do, which is jump in a Spartan, put a load of guys around them, get their turn two, charge turn two, cause bother. Yeah, and so he 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 suffers from that vulnerability much earlier on in the game, right? Yeah, and I think that's what tends to happen is that people will focus on him and his bodyguard squad, whatever they may be, so they can get at him before he starts unleashing hell. But that's so different from any of the units in this army. No, I agree. And this, I, this, this game, this this army, has one massive problem. Enormous problem. And, <laughs> they, again, rather than copying and pasting and just adding a few extra numbers, because, you know, the internet bitched about it for so long, um, they could have actually thought, oh, let's just sort this out. Okay. And actually made the Coronas and the assault vehicle that wasn't 615 points. Redonkulous, right? So I think there's a that's a really good point. And maybe they've overbalanced to a certain extent. But I think that's what lets him down. I mean, when you've used him, and you have to be honest here, I know mm. you love the model. I know you love yep. the law behind him. Has he, do you always feel that he could have, you know, it could oh, have gone better? More, often than, more. more yeah. often than not. More often than not. I would say 25% of the time, he has achieved what I would hope he would achieve. Got you. You know, and I have had some awesome moments. You know, I've taken out three Castellacs in one swoop just yeah, by, just, just, yeah, just cool. because of that four plusing. Yeah, that's satisfactory. You know, because that's, that's what you want. But there mm. are other, other occasions where, you know, he just, he just doesn't get the rolls. Yeah. And, sure. you know, you can bolter him, you know, yeah. off effectively. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know. So yeah, he's it is a divisive model, and like I say, he always feels he's, he's like flatters to deceive. You always feel <clears> that he could do more, and like I say, I think changing his points from to two, whatever it's three twenty-five. So he is he, he basically got an extra. He got an extra fifty points on him. He was two seventy-five. He's now three twenty-five. And I don't think three twenty-five would be a problem if it wasn't for the fact the Tribune is like breathing down his neck as a much better model for less points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, great, interesting stuff. So yeah, I think there is. He's a great thematic piece, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just that his, that his law doesn't necessarily reflect in the rules. He's been nerfed. There will never be an occasion that I don't play him. Yeah, I know. You know. Okay, very good. Uh, even if I run three shield captains just to annoy <laughs> Rob, one of them <laughs> will be Valdor. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so there we go. So that's the HQs. Two choices, hugely divisive. There's, I think we probably would probably come down on the side of the shield captain being as we're not connoisseurs of this list. Right. So, Chris, do you want to talk to us about the Heteron? Yeah. Uh, the Heteron Guard, the Emperor's Companions, the best of the best and probably one of the best infantry units in the game. <sighs> they, no, neither would I. Uh, they've got three wounds, three attacks and counterattack with a mm-hmm. uh, good selection of gear. Uh, they can take Paragon Spears. They can take Paragon Blades, oh, which Paragon they can also blades, yeah. uh, take a Divining Blade. The only downside to them now is that you have to pay a 40-point tax on the unit. Okay. Um, yeah. Because they are 70 points each. 
Uh, and three times seven yeah. is uh, two hundred and ten. <laughs> exactly. In my and uh, you have to pay two hundred and fifty points for a unit of three. I looked at these and thought, oh, they look great. And I was like, well, that's expensive. Yeah. And then I looked at the Terminators and thought, hmm, they're like a little bit cheaper and a little bit better. Yeah. Still good, though. Yeah. I mean, that that I, I always use them because I always run them with the shields and paragon blades. Makes and, them crazy expensive. And um, they can take divining blades as well, which is And cool. they can take a divining blade, yeah. But you can only take one. Can. Yeah. Um. I always run them as Valdor's bodyguard unit because A, they look cool, and B, they look cool. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, I mean, I, how you I, would ever take 10 of them, I've no idea. Yeah, I mean, enough. that would just be... Probably taking fun. nothing else. But yeah, pretty much. I I thought they were overpriced, if I'm honest. Yeah, they, again, but you have to, it's that 40-point tax yeah, I mean, I just appeared. I mean, I know they've got, no three wounds of, they've got three wounds of pop, and I know that they're, they're sort of pretty hard, but... Yeah, I, I didn't. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't feel like an auto auto include for me, to be honest with you. So I was they more are tempted by the Aquilian Terminators. So they are fifteen points more expensive than a normal chap per one, mm. and you get an extra wound and an extra attack for that fifteen points. And the yeah, ability and to buy a Paragon Blade and for, a, for twenty five points. points. Yeah, and so you're looking at a hundred. I mean, uh, each of mine is a hundred and five points. I mean, counterattack means they're always going to be on a minimum of four attacks. Yeah, no bad thing. Um, the, yeah. the one downside about taking Paragon Blades with them is they don't then have a ranged attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and there is that. With the consider. shields as well, I suppose they wouldn't. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, they still get the plus one strength for the um, Paragon Blades, so the Paragon Blades would still be they'd be strength six. It was just strength no, six. Yeah. No bad thing, right? Um, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Terminators pounds per point. The the Quillians, I think, are. There's uh, not a lot in it actually, because I mean, there's 75 points for one, and the Heteron Guard are, are they 70 points for one? Just slightly weird. The Aquilian armor, I think, has. Oh, yeah, it's got a two plus four plus, isn't it? It's two plus four plus, yeah. Yeah. And they come with the and, you, and you can overwatch with them. Mm. And you can move and fire heavy weapons with them as well. And you can give them... Uh, not, that you, not that you can really <laughs> buy them a heavy weapon. Yeah. But, no, um, no, no. Oh, and, yeah, so, and you can give them power... Uh, the satellite power talent, talons. Or gauntlets, the talons. gauntlets. Yeah. The cop that come with them as well. They so come with the gauntlets and they so can take the talons. Yeah, so the strength 10 AP1. So, so, do you want to talk us through the Aquilians then, Graham? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so let me just look at your thing. Aquilians. So Custodians in Terminator Armour, same stat line as a Teron. And they are, if the Teron are Michael's best infantry troops in the game, aside from, obviously, Space Wolves and <laughs> Thralls, uh, they are in serious competition after those other units. So they are expensive for sure. And they're easily able to one-shot just Aaron, Galvor back and fire drakes because of their strength 10. That's right. Is that what you're talking about there? The Adrathic. Adrathics as well. The Adrathics with instant death. Adrathic Destructor. What does that do again? So Adrathic Destructor, strength Strength 5, 82, assault 1. In the the notes. (laughs) Instant death, armor bane gets hot. 
Gothic Destruction is really... Oh, yes, it's 12-inch assault one weapon with instant death and armor. My, my apologies, Michael. Um, but it's it can one-shot those Terminators. I suppose it gets super low. I'm guessing 12-inch range. So you got to be close. Um, yeah, you just deep strike in, don't you? That's the, the, the sort of standard. Um, and the option to take Fire Pikes, which is Strength 6, AP 6, Heavy 1, Torrent Flamer. Okay, it, it can't be AP6. That's got to be a typo. What, the Flamer? Flamer can't be AP6. I think the, uh, the Fire Pike, I don't think so. That. Uh, let me try normal fire pike. No, it's AP6. A normal Flamer's AP5, isn't it? This is why I yeah, don't template, Strength 6, AP6, Heavy 1, Torrent. God, it is as well. It's absolute bobbins, mate. That That's is bobbins, really. When you, were, when you were getting all excited about them the other week, I was like... Mm, I mean, heavy flame strength. I missed that. AP4. AP4, yeah. To be honest, it's pretty much the only thing that custodies have to deal with hordes. Yeah, the hordes. Other than a boatload of attacks at AP3 or 2. Yeah. How many cultists did you have per, per unit there? Uh, well, you know. Yeah, well, they'd still get their armor saved, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can swap. You can swamp the um. You can swamp the, the custodies very easily. Oh, absolutely. They aren't yeah. a old army. They, they no. this is handy. It might it might seem like kind of daft, and it's not the best. It's not going to take down your marines. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, I think if you've got if you've got uh, um, Rob's Nuremberg list, you're going to want this. I don't think you're gonna, you wouldn't have stand a chance. You just get. You yeah. wouldn't be able to move for, for bodies. You couldn't kill enough of them quick enough, I don't think. Yeah, because they're just you just don't have enough people to, to make a difference. So you need another big squad with you, know, you need 40, 50 attacks really. That's why I mean, you need your ten deterrents. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, interesting choice for sure. But yeah, I mean they aren't bad. They're expensive again, and I suppose it is a bit of a toss up between the two of them. They kind of both fit in that same space. I would probably, given the choice, I would take the terminators just because. Of they can deal with vehicles or dreadnoughts. No bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you say, that a traffic destructor, that is also something not to be sniffed at. And like you say, you get a chance, instant death and armor bane. So, okay, strength five armor bane, best you could get is pushing it, but you need some big rolls, but it's still a chance, right? If you're deep striking down behind stuff. It's yeah. worth a spin. It's definitely yeah, worth a spin. Yeah. If, you come, if you're coming down turn two and stuff's moved forward to come and try and meet you. Yeah, and you're getting the sort of back armor, you know, with your you, sort of tens and twelves. Wading in with, you know, an assault, assault, and then you charge in with strength ten, AP one, and thump it. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're, I think they're a good unit. I think they probably, I would probably go for them rather than the Teron out of the bag because point for point, I think that you know they've got the same number of wounds. I mean, three wounds a pop as well. Yeah, beautiful models as well. Nice Flipping massive. Yeah, and the 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 basic weapon, the last from Stormbolter. That's a 24-inch strength 5 AP 4 bolter. That's not terrible. It's the same. No, it's, it's, it's got heliothermic detonation as well, so it's not... Oh, has um, it? I missed that. I think all Lestrum bolters have that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Heliothermic detonation. So. We do talk it's about that later on, so... Okay, cool. Okay. All right. So, yeah, given the choice between those two units, where would you be, guys? I'd go with the... Terminator. Definitely Terminator. From, from a strategic point of view... The yep. Terminators, from a my point of view, her tear on every day of the week. <laughs> from a purist's point of view. From, from, a, from a what I think looks cooler. Terminators for show, her tear on guards for a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
her tear on guards sort of people like to flounce around with power armor and top knots. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll take on the Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought. It is a Contemptor with weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, and AV thirteen on the front and sides. Oh, and uh, it hits at initiative five. Comes with a refractor field and extra armor. Armed with two Dreadnought close combat weapons, but you can get a Dread Spear, which Hell is a yeah. Strength 10 AP2 Mastercrafted melee weapon. Oh, it can turn any attack into a D Strength attack on a six to hit during the turn it charged. Yeah. And uh, it's also got a Corvée Last Pulsar built in, which is a 36 inch range Strength 9 AP2 heavy D3 Last Cannon. That spear is 60 points. <laughs> That's not surprised with all that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you get Lastrum Stormbolters in the, in the fists, fists as well. And you can replace them with a draft with Twinlint, a Draphic Destructors, or uh, Infernus Incinerators. Yeah. It's, got, it's got fleet and counterattack. Oh, yeah, it does. It's like this, my favourite unit in the entire list. I this is a um <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna top though, isn't it? That, it's gonna be expensive. It's expensive. You're looking at three. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's on everything. Plus. Everything is expensive, but boy, do you get something good out of it. But when that yeah, thing but... hits, good God, when you come barreling in, you go, by the way, that's four strength D hits. Bye! I do, I do have two of them. <laughs> I mean, they're great, but the only thing I would say, to be honest with you, is that they could still be one shot with the last cannon. Well, they could. And that's why I'd be really, really wary of banging. Well, they, actually, you say that. Okay. Because they've got refractor fields they've got a vulnerable save but then you know all all contemptors do have don't they yeah yeah but stippity so goddamn cool yeah i mean it's super cool don't get me wrong rule of cool 100 i'm with you in an expensive army you'd be oh, yeah, sinking yeah. a ton of points into this bad boy and you'd you there's no way of getting in deep striking is there like you can with a dreadnought drop because you can't take one no. of them the one th- good thing about this unit is, though, it is good at two things. It is good at punching things in the face, and mm-hmm. it's good at shooting things. Yeah. Because the Corvée Last Pulsar is an absolute beast when it wants it is, to be. Yeah. Um, at, at its very worst, it's a last cannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just, I just think that it suffers from. I guess if you had a lot of target priority things, and you were a shooting army. You'd think, oh, I'm just going to leave that for a bit. Take take whatever's there and then deal with this thing. Because I think you probably could wait for it to come on. You wouldn't want it attacking you absolutely not in your back lines. You've, you've, got, fl- you've got fleet and move through cover as well. So this thing's coming at you quick. Yeah, but can I, do, can I move a maximum of 12, can't it? If you think about it. Yeah, but if it sets up 12 and then moves forward 12, then it's charging you potentially turn two. If yeah. you've got something on your... Yeah, but you're going to not order like You'd be mad to put yourself in the way of this thing at 300 points. You'd want to you'd back <laughs> off and shoot it, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you'd back off and shoot everything. That is pretty much my default. You'd back off and shoot the grass if it was easier than getting the mower out of the garage. It often is. <laughs> Which is why my, my lawn looks like the Somme. <laughs> I think so that's mine at the moment. Who, who knew what damage one duck can do paddling around on a lawn? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, the strength deanness of him. That little, that little nugget of naughtiness does give him actually, you know, on a lucky thing, you could be, you could take a knight out with that. Yep. He's going to go quicker than a knight. Knights, I think knights, most of their initiatives are four. 
just the normal standard ones, not the crazy forge well ones, right? At best, four. Gas so, four, and that's the fastest one. So he could potentially, I mean, I suppose even with his strength 10, he could still dish it out. But He's always getting five lot. attacks as well, because he's got counter-attack. Right, so yeah, five attacks. Not too not too shabby, right? No. Six attacks, I suppose, if he had two. Oh, no, would you have to take off one attack if he didn't have the... No. Oh, no, because the other thing's... He's got two fists. So he always has more than one close combat weapon. Yeah, because the other thing you don't, you don't update him with is the spear, which is also a close combat weapon. Yeah, you don't, but he has two close combat weapons anyway. Oh, he's, yeah, so he, he adds an extra one on, yeah. Yeah, you see what I mean? So, so he's, a, he's a tough, tough, tough unit there. Tough unit? But like I said, he's going to be 300 and plus points, I think, by the time yeah. you finish with him. Yeah, but it's custodies. Oh. You're looking at 300 points a unit regardless. Just for context, and I don't think it's a bad choice, but a knight gallant is 350. Or gallant, depending on what okay. uh, do uh, we want do we want to let Chris take us through the very basic I say basic um custodian? Yeah. So yeah, custodian guard squad, 165 points for three. Cheap as yellow. Everything's in threes, that really threw me. Yeah. Because the, the the other thing with the custodians you have to think is uh they are trained to fight as individuals as opposed are, to space yeah. marines who are trained to fight as a unit. And actually, this so came across in the things like Valdor is not a he's not a buffer. If you see what I mean, he doesn't add yeah. anything to the army no, no, the at all. No. You know, he just what he does is about him, and that there's a great line in might be first heretic, but the is it the word bearers? Anyway, they're studying how the custodies fight. Yeah, and I think they oh, say it's, it's, exactly it's the words. versus lions, whatever, yeah, isn't it? Like yeah, they I fight think like lions, exa- where the legions yeah. fight like wolves. Exactly, and I think that's a, a really good analogy, which is definitely, um, mm-hmm. you know, reflected in the units' rules. There's nothing that's like, you know, if you have this person, he's going to give these units X, Y, and Z. It's like they don't fight like that. They are all individual yeah. experts, and that's how they fight. Do you think if you have a, a squad of three, they mm. could, you know, there could be nine inches between two of those guys? That's true. That's true. Um, so mm. sorry, I've distracted you there, Chris. But, yeah. That's right, don't worry. <clears throat> um, right, so your custodian guard squad. So these guys have the spears. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the refractor field, plasma and crack grenades. Now plasma grenades are in the main rule book, I believe. It's for yeah, yeah. there that want to know the rules because I didn't put them in the book. Uh, they, they basically, chuck them and they act as defensive grenades. Yeah. They are 55 points for an additional uh, chappy. Um, they can take melter bombs, teleportation transponders, array strikes. They can place their guardian spears with options. They've got the, perth- the pyrothite spear and the adracite spear. Um, they can also take a magisterium vexilla and a mask of power weapon and a magisterium vexilla and a sentinel Warblade. They are awesome. They are. I, they're the only troop choice that I run. Interesting. I don't run the Sentinels because I like oh. spears. Yeah. And I, I, and I cannot lie. Exactly. Okay. I, um, I, I kind of skipped over them, for, but it, that will become apparent in my list. But yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah. Uh, the and then you got the Sentinels. Do you want to do the Sentinels quickly? Because they're not. They're basically the same, but they have a yeah, slight. Yeah, go on. Um, 
and then you can do something slightly more exciting. Uh, so the Sentinels are basically identical. They just have um, the Sentinel War Blade and a Presidium Shield um, instead of their weapons. They can take Solarite Power Talons and Power right. Gauntlets. I was going to well. mention that, which, they, yeah, which yeah. the normal ones can't. They do get the Shield Barricade special rule. Which I think is awesome, yeah. by the way. Friendly infantry units being targeted by range attacks, which pass through the area occupied by a unit covered and composed entirely of models. This special rule gain a four plus cover save, or as I like to call it, a movable defense line. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, these guys can tank hits, tank it like it's hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they're actually really good, to be honest. I mean, you know, I think they're a great. They're not going to do damage to the toughest enemies out there, though. No, but I think in a in a game where you want to get on those objectives, these guys, getting them there is the challenge. But, you know, they're not going to go anywhere once they are there. And I, and I suppose in, in, in a list of very tough things, these guys, I think, have got have got what it takes to, to, to weather the worst. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, they are, the, they are front line mm. um, sort of chaps. They, they get on an objective, hold it, and get those points. Totally. Getting them there is the tricky part. So a Magisterium Vexilla, just so we, because it's the first time this has appeared, mm. uh, can found leadership tests, gain the sphere special rule. In addition, you add plus one to the wound score calculated to see if any thread in your unit with any models within 12 inches of Magisterium Vexilla wins a combat in the assault phase. Yeah. Um, so just to useful. clarify the plasma grenades, and this might not be entirely right, they basically just act like frag grenades, but they've got a better throwing damage. Yeah. Okay. I think. And I don't think they're defensive grenades. I, I got that wrong. Do you want to talk about the palace grab attack, uh, Graham? I've got, I got to be honest, I think this is the best unit of the whole lot because I just love it. It's cute and dinky. That's why I ignored it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want you messing out, man. I've got totally two of them. They're amazing. I totally. This is. We're into the territory of the flipping saber attack tank. There are there are three models in this range that I don't own. This is guess, one of guess them. which one that is. So the palace grab attack speeder thing is a light hover tank. So already I'm not interested. 12, 11, 11, dead in turn one, two best. <laughs> Armed with twin link Arcus blaze cannons, which aren't bad. So it's either strength six, AP five, scary. Heavy bolter equivalent, or a 48 inch strength 8 AP1 heavy one with exoshock. So, pretty close to an ass cannon. Exoshock being if you roll a 4 plus after a penetrating hit, it gets another penetrating hit, I believe. Can't remember. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Um, Derradeo. Same as a Derradeo and many other things these days. Not all that. Comes with a flare shield, though. So, you know, that actually becomes a 13 most occasions if you're clever. Machine spirit means that it can't it only has one weapon doesn't it it does only have one weapon yeah yeah so i guess that means it, at least it's it, you, you can, can move it, can it move it for long 12 and fire and you can't even if it's shaken it can still fire yep. one weapon um it does come without flank which is a little which which nearly piqued my interest for this to be fair or deep strike both of which of course is an option so fantastic for unexpected for attacking at unexpected angles as michael has said on many occasions so I think that there's, I don't know, they're quite expensive, though, aren't they? Grab back or They're nine five points each. So they're not that expensive. No, not too bad, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's all right. Anyway, grab back wash is the same as the um, javelins, so minus two to hit it in close combat. 
which is cool. Gives it a bit of a chance of survivability. I wouldn't necessarily say I would spend 95 points on it. It's a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of, you know, edginess to it, but yeah. Yeah. Can't stop with a lot, actually. I think what an equivalent would be for 95 points. So it's, what could you get for that? You could get a, a Predator, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's all right. That's all I got to say about that. I'll talk about the Agamatis Jet Bike Squadrons, which yes. are custodies on jet bikes with answers. <laughs> this absolutely metal. These are metal. Um, okay, so toughness is boosted by one, thanks to the Gear Falcon pattern jet bike, allows you to, which also allows you to reroll failed charge distances. These boys are toughness six, not toughness five, like most bikes. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Harmless bolt with a Lastrum bolt cannon, which can be replaced with a twin-linked Corvée Laz pulse. Not bad. Or a Graphic Destructors, which are 18-inch strength six AP2 heavy two with instant death, armor bane, and gets hot. Where do I buy those? So awesome, as they can move 12 inches, shoot three 36-inch strength six ap3 shots and they get split fire so they can all yeah. shoot at somebody else and then can charge with free strength six ap3 attacks on the charge which will absolutely devastate most infantry units in the game and um, the terminators well yeah <coughs> well, against you, terminators you but, don't charge them into terminators yeah it's you not, don't not charge them full stop because the power yeah, spear is only strength is strength whatever ap3 six. on the charge yeah, AP4 yeah. the rest of the time. You don't charge them. They're not assault. No, you just bez around the side of stuff and, and Corvair Laz pulse it to death and hope for the D because you hope for a D3 every time. They are they are absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I've armed mine with a Draphic, but I'm going to get another three and arm them with Laz pulses, I think. It's only one unit, one model in the unit, Rob, that can fire at a different target. It's not all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, version, my, my version of split fire is about five versions of the game out a day. Yeah, no, it's only um, it's only one. I'm going back to second edition long fangs. I do apologize. Well, I think that's the same as um, everybody in 40k can split fire now at anything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all weapons on a tank can split fire at different stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> yeah, but tanks don't have armor, remember? So let's just not even go there. No, they've got wounds. Yeah. So. I mean, I like these actually. I mean, would I charge them? I probably would charge them in the top. They're still stunning models. They are absolutely you know, gorgeous. They are. I mean, you're right. Against Terminators, they would they would struggle for sure. But against your Marine squad, I think they'll mop them up on the charge. No bother. Even after the charge, just they're going to be toughness six. So Marines are going to struggle to wound them. Like, am- amazing tar pit. Yeah. Like, just, just, the thing just, is, that it's a very expensive tar pit. It, but yeah, it's, it's it's a custodies it's, unit. Of course, it's a very it's, expensive tar pit. 225 points for three of them. Um, and that's before you put a, a, a Drathic or a Laz Pulsar anywhere near them. Mm-hmm. Or Melter mm-hmm. Bombs. Um, I like them. I think they're quite good. I love them. Yeah, I've, I've, I like them. I've got them. I, I think the Veterinari are a better choice, personally. Which nicely segues into our next unit. Mm. Would that be me? Uh, would oh, be. Yes, yes. So the, the uh, Venetari. Uh, the uh, I'm, I'm not going to do an impression of Brian uh, Blessed. Oh, I wrote that in specifically. Yes, I know, but I'm not going to do it because I can't do it. Um, the, you know what? Yes. I'm putting it in. Oh, 
Orwell, who wants to live forever! <laughs> A custodian version of the Assault Marine, even down to a 3-plus armour save. They do get the reflect, reflect, uh, a Refractor Field, uh, which is a 4-plus plus in, cl- in close combat. And they have the Buckler thing. What's the official yeah. title for the Buckler called again? Is it the um, Kinetic Buckler, is it? That's the Tarsus Buckler. The Tarsus Buckler, that's the yeah. one. Um, so... Um, Where's that gone? I've lost it now. There we are. Um, it's a bit like a weird kind of... I don't know. It just it weakens the AP of stuff that hits it. Yeah. So it, like, it like drains energy out of stuff, so you, you lose one of your AP. Um, they can be armed with Architect Kinetic Destroyers, 12-inch Mastercrafted Pistol with Strength 7 AP3 shots. It gains extra attacks on a roll of a 6, up to a maximum of 6 shots. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But they can replace that with the Venatari Spear, which has the Guardian Spear Power Blade with the Architect Kinetic Repeater. So it's Assault 2, but no extra hits. They can also buy melt bombs. Nice. Uh, as Chris would say, they're a cheap alternative to jet bikes and better. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But it does, mean that you, it does mean that you have to deal with flying stands. It does. There is. I, I, <laughs> there is I, I found a way around them. I found a way around them. Steel rod. Yeah, pin them. Yeah. Just pop. Just drill a little hole in. Drill a little hole in the model. Pop a bit of a you know um, paper clip in there. Boom. Job's good. I would say that the jet bikes do get the um, are armor two rather than armor three, which does make them probably slightly more survivable with the top. Slightly more survivable, but if they're locked in combat against something, yeah, these guys are. Um, mm-hmm. are going to have a better chance of dealing with it. Also, you can mix up the unit um, with what it has. So, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, That's they're both true. Very, very good. Okay. They are very, very good. What, what, what about the uh, the well, Sagittarium then, Chris? Well, Mister B, I haven't heard you go through it on yet. So, why are we? I have. I've gone through the Dreadnought. Okay. And the uh, uh, is it my turn? Yeah, no, it is my turn because yeah. I was supposed to do the Venetar. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, we've gone out of order there. <laughs> um, and I didn't notice. Sagittarum. Many consider these to be the best looking custodies. Wrong. They're wrong. But they're sadly <laughs> lacking in the rules department and overcosted. Only time I saw them in a game, I actually killed them with a single sergeant armed with a power axe in close combat. Just I didn't see this, so I refuse to believe it happened because that would involve you rolling over a two. No, nope, it did happen. And I was like, how bad? I, I lost to everything else, but these just died. Yeah, because they didn't have any... They, they don't come with a close combat weapon. Yeah, yeah. And because, of course, the kit doesn't come with one, many people just don't bother. Um, they're armed with Adrasus... Adraphic, sorry, not Adraphic. No, no, it's Adrastus. Adrastus. Oh, I got it yeah. wrong. Okay, no, I got it right. Uh, Bolt... Uh, Cavalier, which has two firing modes, one with a 30-inch Strength 5 AP uh, for assault-free shot, and a disintegration beam, which is 12 inches, Strength 5 AP to assault one with instant death, armor bane, and gets hot. Um, They're not really that great, really. I mean, yeah, you can take a Solarite Power Gauntlet now, which I think you should, because otherwise, as I said, a player like me can go along, oh, I can suddenly kill these guys. 
and I'm rubbish. Um, so, yeah, I definitely take the gauntlet, but yeah, then yeah, you've, you've got to have something in there to punch back. That's the I, thing. I think, unless personally speaking, unless I was playing a small game, so I'm talking, you know, your thousand point centurion here or zone mortalis, I wouldn't touch these. I, I, yeah, I would they're the worst unit there. Definitely yeah. the worst unit in the whole custodies list, which is a shame because I actually do think they look quite nice. I, I have to agree, the helmets I, are nice. Bought them, I thought, never built them. I thought Sorry? they would be, yeah, I thought it would be their equivalent of like a heavy support squad. Yeah, you know, the longer range gun. Yeah, they're just, you know they're just nonsense. They're just walking around with heavy bolters and a and a, a drastic underneath. I think if that yeah. misery corder was something other than a simple badger office, like it is in yeah. 40k, you know, if it was an actual weapon, I think they'd like be, it was meant to be. I think they'd be better. Yeah, Maybe they were a bit cheaper. Not great, but they're not. They're not a great unit, which is a shame. Mm. But never, yeah, seen them, in, never in, liked to see them in those rules, I think. In Zone Mortalis, where you can't get the um the, the grav tank in, I'd take one of these. Yeah, I mean Zone Mortalis because they're fed, as I said, they're effectively walking around with heavy bolters. Um yeah. they're gonna cause a nuisance, certainly. Yeah, I Big I, scale I, games. Like you know. I, I don't once really... you once you get above a thousand points, um, you know, into into that, I think they they lose their they lose their purpose. I think it's just a normal Terminator squad. Would be, would, if I was going to choose yeah. between the two, in Zobotana's game or Centurion, I'd, I'd opt for the Terminators in that instance, personally. Well, yeah. They're a bit cheaper than the Terminators, though, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't think they'll ever, they'll, they'll, they'll ever do <coughs> They're that. not very useful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And actually, once you add in the fists, they're not. They're about the mm. same, probably. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Uh, right, so Chris, do you want to take us through the other Dreadnoughts? The, yeah, the... Uh, uh, sentinel version basically the contempt of galatus 250 of your finest points uh compared to the achilles this gets an ap2 warblade with shred and rampage and a built-in twin linked infernus incinerator which is strength 6 ap4 heavy one gets a presidium shield uh which works uh pretty much the same as the other shield uh it gets a four plus invulnerable save in its front arc um Things that attack it that aren't gargantuan creatures or super heavy walkers suffer a minus one to hit as per okay. usual. Um, so it's not, you know, it's pretty useful. It's like a mini flare shield kind of basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Galatis Warblade, pretty useful. Strength times two, AP two, melee shred rampage, as I said. Uh, yeah, absolutely you, lovely thing. Would you take this over the other one, though, the normal contempt one? Uh, would I take it over? No, because mm. I'd prefer the spear. Because yeah. I prefer spears. Um, yeah, I just don't think... I don't think It's a bit of a weird one, that. It's sort of between two... It's, what this is, is a good... Um, elite squad killer. Because you get Rampage, so you can chuck it against one a unit. It's going to be outnumbered. It's going to get extra attacks. It's a good Rampage. Uh, does it get rampage? Sorry, did I miss that? The, yeah. um, the weapon gives Oh, the weapon rampage. gets rampage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's yeah. good for um, you know, piling into a unit mm. of, of, of special guys that aren't carrying power fists. Giving yeah, it, it's, got, I mean, it's got four attacks base, isn't it? Plus a yeah. D3 for rampage. Yeah. You've got Hammer of Wrath, you're getting between five and eight attacks at initiative five, strength ten, AP two, re-rolling fail to wound rolls. Yeah. That's... Yeah. It's, it's a... It's a useful little thing. Yeah. Four plus in run. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I've seen it take down Primarchs and their boyfriends. Yeah, that minus one to hit is, is, is useful. It's a cool. It is a cool thing. Um, the problem is, it is just very much in your face. And with dreadnoughts, you know, you always need to have something that can shoot. I always think with dreadnoughts. I mean, I think it's, it's more survival than the other one, isn't it? Yeah, but I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, you want to talk about the tanks, seeing as you love tanks so much? I do. I love tanks. There's um, no choice about it. So. This is the Caldus Grav tank. So this is a hover tank that is roughly analogous, great word, to the Sakara. You, excuse me. <laughs> it's <laughs> roughly analogous to the Sakara battle tank. Yeah. Get out of it. Uh, did you see what I wrote? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to come on to that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. It is a fast skimmer. So it has got Bristol Skill 5. Bristol Skill 5, which is better than the... Um, Sakaran, 13 and 13, 11, three hole points, and it does have a flare shield, basically making that front armour, in most instances, 40, getting shot at. So that's cool. does come without flank, machine spirit, and grab backwash, as per the little mini version. And deep strike. And deep strike, of course, because it's a fast skimmer, or a skimmer. It's armed with a hole-mounted lastrum bolt cannon, which is that 36 strength, 6 AP3, heavy 3 bolt weapon. Pretty useful. Comes in two particular flavours. So one of them is an Elastus Accelerator Cannon, which is a 60-inch range, so nice. Strength 6, AP3, Heavy 3 turret with rapid tracking, which rending. So, yeah, kind of. Not as many shots as the um, Sakaran Battle Tank, by the way, but it does get that helothermic detonation. Which is toughness test or die. Yeah, which means the type of one or more unsaved wounds must pass toughness test or suffer instant death. No bad. And penetrating gets to get plus one of the vehicle damage tables. So that's pretty cool, right? But strength six, not really going to be melting through too much in the way of armour, particularly armour 13. 195, it's an absolute bargain. It is, especially considering it's 220. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you've um, yeah, managed to change those points for that. We it is a bargain if you pay 195 points for it, because it's 220. Um, also, the Elastis Accelerator Cannon is strength seven AP2. So apart from that, it's bang on. <laughs> did I get the rules wrong? Damn yes. It. Yeah, you did. Strength seven should... AP two. Was okay. I reading the wrong book? I don't I know. What no, it's always been AP two. Well, that kind of puts it in a slightly different light because strength seven AP two is more analogous to the old uh, Sakara battle tank. So let's have a look. I've got the thing in front of me. Grav tank. Um. Calidus, right? Yeah, that's the one. 220 points, so it's a little bit more pricey. does have all that other stuff, um, as mentioned, and, of course, those weapons. So, yeah, strengths. So the other thing you can do, the other version of it, though it is only three shots, not six shots. Which is the... No, he said three shots. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the Sakara and Battle Tanks is six shots. Yeah, it's not. It's more than three anyway. Um. The second flavour has the twin-linked Arachnus Heavy Blaze Cannon, which is 48-inch range, so not too, not too shabby. Strength 8, useful, medium armour as well. Uh, AP3, heavy 4, so 4 shots, nice. Or you can give one big old 72-inch blast, strength 10, AP1, heavy 1 with Exoshock, which is roughly equivalent to the... The um, Venator. Uh, the Venator, yeah, you're right, actually. And also yep. the um, Derrideo with the Laz Cannons. Yeah, probably this I would almost certainly dispute. Well, 
the most well, versatile I, tank. I in said the that it's game. probably the most versatile. Oh, I see. Game. I don't think. It is. I think it's. I think it's the best tank in the game. I think it's I, a cracking I, tank. I think it's a good tank. No, you know, don't get me wrong. It's Bear in mind, two hundred twenty points is also flare shield. Yeah, yeah. It can jink. Uh-huh. It's, it's got deep machine spirit, <laughs> so you can jink and still keep shooting. It's good, but it's not great. Um, <laughs> no, it's bloody brilliant. Whatever. What it is? No, I, I, I think I would rinse during enough times. I, I think I would probably struggle to say that. I suppose with the Arcus being slightly more versatile than it would be my only thing because it can take down vehicles. Take yeah, down but the Arcus is a and its volume of fire isn't great. But you're right in terms of survivability, this is going to win hands down. Totally. Like I say, you can cheat with it. You can. You've got a flare shield making it, you know, armor 14 and all but name. You can move it quicker. No, it moves. Uh, you can, yeah. If you if you boost it, it goes quicker. But its base movement will be the same because the uh, Sakarans are all fast. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe volume of farm up. It's only downside. But like I said, there's some some good some good rules there as well. So yeah, I, I think I would be hard pushed to say that it is not equivalent to or as good as most any other sort of tank front and battle tank. It is sexy. It is. Yeah, it really right. is. It really awesome. is. Yeah, horses for courses. I mean, obviously, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it's a very subjective thing. I don't think it's as pretty as a Sakaran, but I have a thing for them. I have a thing for Big lumps of, of metal. Uh, I think it looks a bit like a second hand toaster, but hey, that's okay. Sakaran does, yeah, I know. No, nothing like it. So, so who's doing the, who's doing I'll, the last I'll, one? I'll take on El Tal. It's not the last one. There's, there's still a couple well, yeah, more. There's a couple more. Good God, and that's got three time. more units to go. Elamon, El Tel, the biggest dreadnought going, and roughly equivalent, I suppose, to the Leviathan. Better armor, than. <laughs> yeah. Armor of 13, 13, 12, with four hull points, weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, initiative five, and four attacks. Extra armor, armored ceramite, and a save that increases to three plus against blast weapons. All right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> And when it suffers a penetrating hit, its unyielding sentinel rule has you roll twice on the vehicle damage table and then discard the highest result. So, like I said, better than. Better than. <laughs> now, basically, a basic armament is a Telemon Cestus. Cestus. Yeah, Which is a dreadnought close combat weapon, basically, with shred and murderous strike and a built-in Proteus Plasma Projector, which is Strength 5, AP 2, Assault 1, Template Weapon, and gets hot. And, oh, and it gives you uh, 1d6 Hammer of Wrath Attacks when charging instead of 1. <laughs> the Spiculous Bolt Launcher, which they all have, uh, is a 48-inch Strength 5, AP 4, Heavy 5 Weapon with Rending, and gets the fire twice, uh, if the Telemon stands still in the movement phase, uh, can take an Elastus Accelerator Cannon in place of any tele- uh, Telemon uh, Cestus, uh, which is a 36-inch Strength 7 AP2 Heavy 5 Rending with Heliothermic Detonation. But the one everybody wants to replace the uh, a Cestus with is the Arachna Storm Cannon. I don't think why. <laughs> one is a 48-inch Strength 7 AP3 Heavy 7 72 in strength 9 ap1 with exoshock hell yeah 
a fret a heavy called anti heavy two. Heavy, heavy two, yeah, heavy two, heavy two. So there's literally nothing that this this dreadnought can't deal with. And it's strength nine off the bat. It's, yeah, it's, it's, point it's, that, it's right. even if it's just hitting you with the storm cannon, it's hitting you at strength nine. The best dreadnought in the game. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And honestly, just mine an absolute posed, beast. Mine is posed terribly. How, how many points is this bad boy though? Oh, he, he, he rocks in three hundred twenty basic, and then forty points if you want a storm cannon. Twenty-five points if you want an accelerator cauldron. So, so three hundred sixty points if you're sensible. He's not. If you want to take, take one fist just for that. Just three hundred eighty-five points if you're not sensible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Probably. he's not. He's not. So cheap. one fist and a storm cannon, basically, is what you're saying, Chris. That's, yeah, that's because I. That's what Chris is saying. That's what I. Because there's nothing more satisfying than watching Terminators charge it, thinking they're all Johnny <laughs> come lately, and watching Bang. those absolute <laughs> burn. <laughs> plasma projector and then, right. getting, and then getting walloped at strength two one but still storm cannon at the same time and then yeah five. and getting strength 10 ap2 with shred and murder strike so okay so you're yeah, a fan Chris, I, I love it i love eltel yeah. but go on then. you should never have more than one Oh no, yeah, because yeah. they're not supposed to have more than one. Yeah, well, I exactly. think they're expensive as well. To be honest with you, oh, yeah, it's the price. You're going to shoot their living bejesus. And these bees are hard to get through, right? You can get lucky, yep. but by Christ, he's tough. Um, like you said, there's no point you putting your nice strength ten um template on him because he gets a three plus in one. Everything else is on a four yep. plus, pretty much, as all sort of Leviathan styley ones are. The only thing, once again, is if you want him to get up close and personal. He's gonna have to walk. Oh yeah, because he has absolutely no transport options. I don't think. No. Oh yeah, but he no, can, he doesn't. He can walk. He can. I've shot at one of these a lot, and I think I might have chipped the paint on the left elbow. Yeah. So, like literally, just. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, like I say, also, you know, once you do get through his in one save, the sheer disheartening pain that when he rolls a six and then rolls a one. For the for the vehicle damage table, and he has extra armor as well, so he's ignoring the effects of. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't ignore the effects of shaking, but he does all the effects of stun. So yeah, yes. you know, he's still going to come at you, Cleopatra. Yeah. So he's a tough. Unit, all these units so far have been absolutely amazing. So obviously, they? I'm pretty sure we said that the Sevastaran were useless and the uh palace was useless i don't and the palace is useless, useless. First say i think that they have a lot of units that do the same thing and that's problematic yeah, yeah. it's not useless the palace is beautiful so next anyway, so, we've got, so surely surely they have an amazing transport to go with it go on rob what, why don't you tell us about this amazing oh, well, transport? we have the, uh, the we have the coronas grav waste of space which is an <laughs> infantry supporting gunboat which has a transport capacity but it isn't an assault vehicle which for an assault based army is a little bit stupid they put the door on the wrong end i just i, ju- I just cannot it's transport it's- capacity of 12 Fine, six because they're bulky. Mm, um, next and out, 175. It isn't crazy expensive. It can deep strike. It can outflank. 
it's, it's got a fairly it's... decent gun sort of setup, but the it's fact that you have to stand, come out of the vehicle and stand there for a turn, well, you can just do that, save yourself 175 points, mm-hmm. and buy five teleportation transponders for yeah. one third of that. My, my personal opinion is it's too expensive. It's too big to deep, deep strike reliably. It's not even it's just not worth talking up taking. It's not even worth talking about. It's utterly pointless. Is that why you gave it to me to do? Yeah. Well, no. Um, <laughs> or Chris would be doing this one. I thought Chris was doing this. No, Chris is doing the next one because Chris, oh, yeah. Chris, Chris has got honest, fiscal Chris has got fiscal guilt to go along with this. Yeah, these, Chris would be better doing them the one after. These, these things were. I, I mean, I looked at these and thinking, oh, okay, that's how I'm going to get the army up because it's, you put them in there, you're still on a turn three charge, right? Yeah. Because even if you could jet them across the board, they have to get out the first turn. They can't charge after getting out. Yeah. They're going to sit around and wait for turn three. You can deep, you know, deep strike them. You might deep as well. Because it's same, the same, same effect. Same effect and not having to spend 170. I mean, it feels like a huge point sink on something that is so. I mean, maybe if they just stripped off some of the things like the flare shield, for example, and made it the same points as the. Um, if they made it. If they made it 200 points and made it an assault vehicle, wouldn't be an issue because at least then it would have a purpose. I mean, even make it rather than just being a a transit van, transit van with a broken door. Um, I think you're right there. I mean, even if you made it the same cost as a Land Raider Proteus, right, which isn't as good as a Land Raider Proteus, by the way, it's quicker for sure. But, you know, um, you know that would be that as would the ladies will tell you speed isn't everything yeah so i think it's um i think it, yeah it's a huge waste of points that nobody likes a friction burn not really so yeah too big to deep strike reliably which michael says and even if you could it wouldn't help you any it just means you save yourself the turbo boost to get across the board not worth taking i don't know what they were thinking of I think this was, like you say, Chris, was possibly people going, oh, there's no way we can get this unit, these guys up in our grill and they're in turn two. So we'll do everything we can to prevent it from happening. They, they, to, to be honest, it's, it, I just, it's a shame I just... because I actually like the look of the model. I like the look of the model. It's nice and big and bulky. It looks really good. It looks like a proper custodies transport. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on but, before Chris gets more unhappy about it. And I feel his pain on that one to be trash. I, I, I'm not worried about that because I don't own one. Mm. For well, good I, reason. This, this as is, I've, as yeah, I've said, exactly. As I've said the, uh, before, the custodies models, well, units are either absolutely phenomenal or they're utter rubbish. There's very little in between. And there's, there's two of them that are rubbish in the rest two, of them are phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically what I was about to say, Rob. There's only two here that have been rubbish. <laughs> which I think is the heavy support squad one, which I just can't see the point of. It's like you know. Should we, should we talk about another one? <laughs> yeah. So surely this bad boy, I this number of points is going to is going to turn. Get the out. So <laughs> the Orion assault dropship, six hundred and fifteen points. It's Wait, a Lord of War choice because you know, rather than have something useful, six hundred fifteen uh, points. So that's like six hundred. Do you know what you get for? Do you know what you get for 615 points, ladies and gentlemen? Please tell me. Ballistic skill 5, front armor 13, side 12, rear 11, 7 hull point, super heavy flyer. But do you know what? Has it got a capacity of 40? It it has a capacity of 24. 
Okay. The stories are bulky. So that's 12. 12. It can take a contemptor. Yeah. It can take one of either of the contemptors, a Galatus or an Achilles, but they count as 10. So you can have six dudes and a dreadnought. Is it not seven? Seven is right, yeah. Well, yeah, 14 would be seven. Sorry, yeah. 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 But the access ramp is at the rear. That's handy. It has two Arachnus pattern heavy blaze cannons, two nose mounted twin lastron and bolt cannons, two spiculous heavy bolt launchers, extra armor, armored ceramite, eclipse shield, macro array strike, and an armored cockpit. The eclipse shield must be spectacularly good. And oh, the macro array strike must be absolutely kick ass. It really must be. <clears throat> macro array strike. See, is Where, it an assault vehicle? Or is it oh, it is. Yeah, no, it is it's an assault vehicle, yeah. It's the only assault vehicle that they have. Well, the only assault trunk. Oh, yeah, assault vehicle special. Yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah. 615 points for an assault vehicle. Uh, <clears throat> when an enemy... So the... Uh, Spartan. Oh, absolute trash. Macro array strike. Yes. Uh, deep strike interference. When a, and So it's the same as the normal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, targeting interference. Uh, to do same as the normal one. Are they wired to attack this with a barrage weapon? I've no idea. But, you know... What do I know? Uh, the only good thing that the macro array strike has is interception interference. When this model enters the battlefield and any enemy units declare the use of the intercept special rule to fire upon it, yeah. the intercepting player must roll a D6, D6 for each unit that is attempting to fire interceptor. After all such attacks have been declared, if any dice results in a three or less, then that unit may not make an interceptor attack that turn, but may fire as normal in the next shooting phase. That's pretty good, I suppose. Yeah. Not not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, the Eclipse Shield. An Eclipse Shield operates against shooting attacks that strike the Orion's front armor. It mm-hmm. reduces the strength of attacks with the template or blast type by minus two and the strength of other shooting attacks by minus one. Flare Shield, then. Yeah. Uh, if a shooting attack targeting is slightly different, though. If a shooting attacker targets the front, the Iran's front armor inflicts a glancing or penetrating hit from any weapon attack, then the Iran immediately gains the shrouded special rule against all subsequent shooting attacks targeting its front armor during the same phase. Uh, a clip shield has no effect on close combat mm. attacks or attacks inflicted by the destroyer special rule. Oh, that's quite nice, I suppose. Shrouded. You can jink it. Oh, can you jink super heavy flyers? That was oh, a, God, we haven't got God. time for that discussion. We're not going to go down that again, are we? We'll be on series yeah. 12 by the time that we get that. Because that, I suppose that could, you could then jink for two pluses if you could jink a super heavy flyer. Yeah. Um, answers on a postcard, please, to Pete Reed. Load of old answers to, answers to Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, 615 points of meh, basically. Yeah. I own one. I've used it twice. It's in the loft, in the box, in foam. Uh, what about the uh, Ares gunship, Graham? Oh, oh this yes. fantastic, this does. So mm-hmm. 640 points, so, you know, it's only 110 points less than a, <laughs> than a Titan. Than a titan. <laughs> so this is going to kick, kick, kick backside, right? So Ares gunship, let me just, I've got the thing in front of me. Um, what have you written about this? It's an Orion, which is meh. Without the one saving grace, which is his transport capacity, and you do lose the last from bolt cannons, the spiculous launchers, and these are replaced with a magma blaze cannon. 
Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, well, there's a mag, we'll come, no doubt we'll come on to it. It's got two modes of firing, concentrated blast, which is strength seven, sorry, which is 72 inch range, strength 10 AP1, primary weapon two. So that's like ordnance effectively. You can reroll those things with master, with exoshock. Master crafted, armor vein and instant death. That is not a bad the, shoot. The exoshock only applies to one of those things, one of the hits though. Doesn't apply to both of them. Oh, how very strange. Note that in the case of Exoshock, only a single additional pedestrian hit can be caused, which is resolved on the vehicle damage table. Got you. How very odd. Mm. Anyway, prime weapon two, so it's you know it's got strength ten with armor main, and I think you can reroll one of the one of those dice to for a higher result, which you can do with like ordnance. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, that's going to burn through most things, to be fair. Uh, burst fire, which is forty eight strength eight AP. Two heavy, two large blast. Also has fire bomb cluster, which is strength five, heavy four, three bomb three. Ah, that's quite nice. Large blast, ignore cover, and it's a one use only thing. Okay, so when do we get to the good stuff? Um, no, that's out. it. You're done. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's uh, it. That's it. And there is also a downside to it. So it's extremely expensive, as we said, six forty, with a basically one shot gun. Stupidly so, in fact, and suffers a penetrating hit to its rear, which results in an explode results in the vehicle damage table. You roll a D6, and on the 5 plus, oh, flipping heck, it loses all its remaining hold points and suffers catastrophic damage. This feels a bit like giving somebody a paper cut and then, <laughs> you know, squeezing lemon rinsing, on it or Rinsing money off of them and then going, ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's like the unstable ammunition, uh, not un- unstable Next. weapon. Mm. The lightning can get when it's got—is it the phosphex bombs that if you, if yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. takes a hit with that, then you've got to check to see whether the whole thing doesn't just doesn't, go up in smoke. It's just, I'm not, just crazy yeah. points, crazy points for what they are. I'm not pair of them. The, not seeing the value. I mean, I like the look of the models to me. I even like the look of the gun. I like, I like, the, I like the Orion. I don't like the Ares. I don't, I don't like that. Weird. Oh, I suppose it, about it, it. the Ares yeah. does have the eclipse. Does the other eclipse shield? So it does have that potential for the shrouded. Yeah, so there is that too. You know. Yeah. Thing with the Ares is the, but they're not bit. hard things to take down. You no. know, it's not going to take you an awful lot of firepower to take down. Uh, take seven hull points off a front armor thirteen. I suppose if it's flying, it's, uh, it's got to move eighteen then, isn't it? So. You're um. <sighs> You know, the Arcus would have a field there with that thing. It's, yeah. I mean, they're big enough as well. You know? cluster, with the cluster warheads and all that kind of stuff. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna... if, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. Bear in mind the cluster warheads are strength 7. The front armor is going to be 14 because of the flare shield thing. Isn't there one of the... Oh, I'm sure there's a weapon that only strikes on the rear of a vehicle, of a flyer. Well, I think there's some kind that. of missile there's one thing. that goes on the side on the Derrideo. That goes no, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of, probably. I think there is something like that, Chris. I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway. that was, you know. Yeah. I just, they are just crazy expensive. For 640 points, I think you've mentioned this, you know, you could get, what, two LTELs, maybe? You, what, you, no, one LTEL and a... The Orion, you can buy two Caladius uh, Annihilators and save yourself, you know, 200 points. A lot points. of points. 100 yeah. points or so 200 points yeah i get i get a couple of, i get some gladiators instead of this yeah interesting okay well time is ticking on i think we've basically out of all of the units there's a lot of duplication of slots if you see i mean whereas 
Mm-hmm. You know, in the normal Space Marines, there's, you know, this could be for this type of army. They all seem to be geared towards one thing, one thing only. Um, which, which isn't a bad thing, but it's, no. the, it's. But they're not even the support. The support yeah. units aren't good enough. Yeah, they're not there, are they? Possibly for you good know. reason, but anyway. Um, what about for the? We're gonna go through the painting and modelling, or do we go? Should we, should we go into? Do you want to do your list challenge now, or yes. should we do it later on? Me and Rob are now going to discuss the crap modellers guys, which on this occasion I, uh, I I will object to because these are the finest warriors in the Imperium. It's mm-hmm. the artisans uh, modelling guide. Uh, I yes. think you should uh, describe this as because you know best of the best. So as uh, as 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 we alluded to, this is a really ch- cheap army to to buy if you if you want to if if you want to go the, the the cheaper route and there's oh. no reason why you shouldn't um because the gw plastic models are ace yeah you know other than other than the tanks uh, which there isn't a, an equivalent of um no you know those the jet bikes you're a big fan of the jet bikes aren't you you like the Virtus. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, this, I think the plastic spears are better than the four-drilled ones. Yeah. Um, I think the four-drilled bike is better than the plastic bike. But there's nothing to say that you cannot use. You know, people say, "Oh, that's the wrong bike." Oh, give over. Yeah, no. It's. Um, you know what I mean, um, it's 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 the same thing in with, with Astarte stuff, isn't it? It's people. Oh no, it's the wrong Rhino. It's like, Get out. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I mean, although admittedly, in the case of the custodies, whenever I see in White Dwarf, I see the the forty k articles, and they're stood next to a kind of a rhino sprayed gold, and yeah. then you look on the Forge World website, and you look at them next to the absolutely beautiful vehicles that um, they can get. It does make me feel a little bit sad. Ten thousand years of, of poor mechanic uh, of, of poor mechanics will uh, do that for you. Though. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, in, in 30k, they've got, like, you know, Bentley-esque, Aston Martin-esque, beautiful vehicles. How they, uh, you know, like a 1967 Ferrari 250 GTO-type beautiful. And then, you know, they get to they get to 40k, and some of them might still be the same guys, because they are functionally immortal. And they're like, why have we got a knackered old 3,000-year-old transit van? What happened to all our shiny they, stuff we used to have? How they fit in that and not a Corona? So that's the thing I always want to know. Anyway... <laughs> That's true. Must, mustn't keep being bitter. Uh, <laughs> it's been a few days since we recorded the main part of the show, and you know I, I've I've had the chance to get that blood pressure back down again. Yeah, but your bitterness about custodies goes back more than a few days, though, doesn't it? I mean, book oh, seven yeah. came out in two thousand seventeen. Book eight came out in what two thousand nineteen? Or... Uh, could be. To, yeah, yeah. Have pushing to, on. Have, for... to check my, have to check my bank statements. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, push, pushing on for two years of just having, you know, Campari for blood yeah. to keep the bitterness up. But anyway, we were talking, Absolutely. we were talking yeah, so, modelling, I mean, weren't we? Yeah, because you've got the, you've got the basic um, uh, squads as well, but you also have the, the um, there's the custodian wardens, GW Plastics. Yeah, you've got the wardens, the the Vexus, um, 
uh, the Alara, sorry, the Terminators that you can mm-hmm. sort of um, do something with if you want to have a, a bulkier uh, look to your to your chaps, even though they're pretty mm-hmm. pretty yeah, bulky to start with. They're not exactly little. Like the the wardens are quite popular for terrans because they're yeah, basically absolutely. just custodians in a dress, well. so they look that little bit. Um, snazzier one thing they do look really good with as well for the heterons obviously paragon blades are popular and there's the is it from the blood angel sanguinary guard unit there's those really nice power swords with like the yeah. sort of wing um wing hand guards on them they look really nice yeah they do work if only i thought about that at the time well, I, I want to use the yeah. um, central blades mm-hmm. things can be changed they can. Uh, that the Trajan Valoris fella is obviously popular for a yeah. for a tribune. I mean, that's the thing. So you got and you've got a few HQ model choices. You've got Valdor, you've got Trajan Valoris, you've got a classic one, Forge World do um do their own HQ model, their own shield mm-hmm. captain. Um who looks distinctly similar to Trajan Valoris, but um, just slightly different. Just slightly, slightly different, yeah. And it. you know, when Warhammer World back opens back up, there's Ixie and Hale yeah. available. Which, which uh, Rob, as we've already said, is, is keen to get his hands on if, if anyone has one in a box. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, ping us an email or drop something on the Soch, yep. as I believe it's referred to nowadays. Could, could well be. I don't could know. Could well be. Um, but yeah, um, so, but yeah, lots of options. Yeah. Um, yeah, pro- exactly. probably, as, uh, probably as many model options. You know, people say there's not much in the list, but pretty much you can do... You could probably do nearly every choice with a different model, at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of, it's, it's, it's good. It does make me feel bad for sisters players, um, because they're yeah. kind of stuck with the same if, two kits that they've had. However, however, just to, to digress a little bit, if we are talking about sisters, uh, from a more full talents point of view, there is the Burning Rose range by Anvil Industry. Uh, who uh, which came out sort of um obviously they're analogous to gw sisters of battle they predate the um the re-release of the uh, sisters right. but the the aesthetic is is really quite different to gw's nuns with guns so i reckon you can get away you could probably get away with daughters of the burning rose from anvil industry uh, see if we can get see if we can get mike to um sling a link in yeah i'm sure i'm Any sure that's for, possible any excuse for me to plug Anvil Industry anyway? Because, you know, <laughs> there is. Um, so Absolutely. painting, yeah, painting, yeah, my, my favourite thing should be everybody's favourite thing in the last eighteen months because not like <clears> any <throat> games played. Um, uh, should it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, I mean, obviously the standard colour scheme: gold, purples, mm-hmm. reds. You know that that very has. But the the good thing about the range is you know you can do your own uh, you know they they forge world went well there's all these different groups within it so mm-hmm. you, you have sodalities have different yeah. can have different color schemes can't they? yeah so you've got real variety and you can homebrew your own ones which i think is good i mean mm-hmm. i i stuck with the gold because that's that's the vision that i i had for mine because um, you love the gold there's like an audio clip we could put in there yeah absolutely I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I just think it looks really cool. I think it stands out more on a on a battlefield because mm-hmm. you've got a lot of different coloured um, 
uh, legios, and then there's a sort of a, a shining gold um, sort yeah, of army. Beacon of the Emperor's Light. Yeah, I think it, I think it stands out quite nicely on a, on a battlefield against mm-hmm. like, sort of legio armies. Um, certainly. So, um, so how would you go about it, Mister Mr. Ring? You are a resident painter in chief. If I was gonna do the, um, if I was gonna do gold, the standard color scheme, which I'm planning on doing, I would be pinching Forge World's look. However, Forge World's look doesn't match the um, official guide, shall hmm. we say? Um, because if you look at the Forge World ones, they have never been anywhere near a can of retributor or retributor. <laughs> Because <laughs> Retributor Gold is basically tango with glitter in it. It is so orange. Yeah. Um, which is one of the main thing, real things I don't like about it. Um, I'm just opening up a picture because the Caladius is a really good example of that old weathered yeah. um, gold and red um, colour scheme. I would be going down the Vallejo and Scale 75 route for that. I think sure. something like that. Um, yeah. Scale seventy-five necro gold would be a really decent place to start with that because it's a re- it's really dark uh, Vallejo old gold as well. That's got that's quite green. It's quite cold. I prefer gold to be on the cold side rather than yeah. the sort of GW like you know right in your mol- face. Yeah, mol- molten tango um, orange look. Um, a tip that I blatantly stole from Miles as well while picking his brains um, for your custodies as well as in your shadow. Put purple in your shadows. Put purple yeah, in your shadows. Like, so to what, to what effect does that give? Because, I, I mean, you said this to me about something else. Um, so does it sort of bring out the... It doesn't well, gold's, it ye- down gold's yellow, isn't it? Yeah, Effectively, yeah. Gold's yellow, and the opposite of yellow is purple. <laughs> So it's, it kind it's that of, colour wheel of, of yeah, joy. Yeah, it, it it tricks your eye into like, oh, that's not that's not the bright bit. That's the dark bit. It it sort of emphasises the ah, the uh, the contrast and just gives your eye something a bit different to look at as well, rather than the you know kind of these are all one colour and I'm just going to re- rely on ambient lighting to do anything with it. Yeah, fair enough. That um, makes sense. Paint's great oil paint as well. If you're going to be oil washing stuff, which if you're into heresy, you must have heard of oil washing by now. Um, Paint's grey is fantastic because that's kind of like a sort of purpley, um, purpley grey. Again, so that works really well with gold. Um, so that's what I would be doing, and I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that's what they use quite heavily on the um, Forge World site when you look at the kind of aging on the vehicles. On the gold, I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how much of the GW range is on show on the Forge World website when you look at the painted models. I think they've said in the past, isn't it, they don't use just their GW paints to, to paint their stuff. If, you know, they do use rather. Um, yeah, there's other there's other stuff other stuff kicking about. But um, as much as I'm a fan of some of the alternative schemes that you see, um, if you go on Instagram, the Cutting Forge. Is it the Cutting Forge or is it the Cutting Board Forge? Let me just check so that I'm not misrepresenting him. Uh, the Cutting Board Forge, he's got a stunning custodies army, which is metallic blue and pink marble. Wow, nice. As weird as that sounds. Um, but the standard of the work that he's done is awesome. Yeah. 
So everyone go and check that out. Give him a follow. Um, what's his chops? Um, um, painting ex-Golden Demon winning army chap. Really good shot. Um, oh, what's his blooming name? Uh, Matt it could Kane. be any number of people. Matt Kane. Uh-huh. That's him. He has an alternate colour scheme as well, which I'm just searching for. Um, in the book, there's quite a lot of black. Yeah, as well. There's a lot of black the, and purple in the book. Yeah, the alternates in the, that, and I have I've seen those done. Um, they look they look really well. If you're looking for a traditional colour scheme that um, looks kind of how I'm, well, let's say if mine look end up looking a quarter of as good as his, then I will be very very pleased. And that's uh, John Medwell at Meadows Miniatures yeah. on Instagram. He's got the um, traditional golden red. Uh, colour scheme and they look ace and he's gone heavily on that um, putting extra contrast in with extra colours so there's purples and greens and all sorts glazed into his just so the gold isn't just a flat colour gives you something more interesting to look at so you know got to bear in mind that it's not all the same colour everywhere you you, you spend you know when you go to work you spend a lot of time looking at gold it's not all the same colour is it? Uh, No I mean you I suppose the difference is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's alloys, so it's it's what you put into it. So um, yeah, I mean, don't do, no no one do a rose, don't do a rose gold custodies army, you know, not like, not like you know, if Louis Vuitton <coughs> did thirty k, because that would that um, would have been very I'm trying to think. Uh, that was very, about three years ago in 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 jewelry world when rose gold was really big. Um, I tend, to, I mean, I for my tanks, I used the Valdor gold um, mm-hmm. that GW do because it's a it's a more silvery colour, mm-hmm. um, which I think is quite nice. It's, um, my troops are, are the are you know very uh, are that classic sort of very bright gold. Um, mm-hmm. So Mr. B's given us the the uh, his method, which is the retributor armor, white and flesh shade with fifty um, fifty mix of the gloss. Yeah, the gloss and the and the, and the, and the matte. And then dry brush and Sigmite, and then a second one, second dry brush with um, Stormpost Silver, um, which give you a, a, certainly a nice effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I mean I did gold. I can't remember which gold I used now. I because I, I based black, um, but I put um, Seraphim Sepia over the top. Yeah, to to really bring out that yellow. Um, a little bit more. I did then tone it down, but I wanted the, a sort of a richer yellow gold as opposed to you know what you can sometimes get with right on flesh shade, which is slightly more rosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, um, it, it, there's so much stuff you can do with metallics to um, to vary them up, though. Yeah, like I'm just I've just done a little bit of a Google, <coughs> and I've got um, I've got a work in progress of Miles Little Legends um, Valdor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of just having a quick look, and I can see green, I can see blue, I can see purple, I can see silver, I can see that kind of sepia tone, and yeah, there's all sorts of that going in, and it looks ace. Yeah, I mean, I think also, Mar- I think Mars got a guide on his um, on the on his page for how to paint that as well. So you know, if you're a uh, follower of Mars on Television Studios on, on Patreon, then it's definitely worth picking that up. Uh, seeing that and then and going through it because 
that man can paint. He and does know what he's, he's doing. Guides, he guides really well as as well. So yeah, that's one of the one of the some more important things. There's lots of people who can paint, but they can't teach. Miles is good because he can do both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that's a, yeah. a sort of a, a, a rough covering of the of the uh, of, of the gold for, for lack mm-hmm. of a phrase. Have a look um, at the any, anybody out there wanting to have a look at the non uh, something different to the GW style. Have a look at the scale seventy five metal and alchemy gold set. That's got um, so you've got what I think seven paints in there, different golds, but then also different tints. Scale seventy five do these alchemy colours, which you can mix with your metallics to put a tint in them. so there are some sort of purpley pinky ones in there there's a peridot alchemy which is like green which is i'm getting i'm really excited to uh uh, to try that with mine um and scale 75 metallics are beautiful they really are beautiful they're the best uh, acrylic metallics i've ever used Nice. Um, as in non um best water-based metallics i've ever used anyway yeah yeah um, I still do like me Tamiya's, but you know they'll catch up with me one day. In a rage of respiratory, in the modern age of respiratory illness, uh, you know, let's let's not push it, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, give that give that set a try. Um, it's about twenty five quid from Element or something like that, and um, about the same from the Outpost. Other friendly local gaming stores may differ, but well worth it. They work equally well with a brush or an airbrush. Um, just give them a try and yeah just try some purples in even if you just try some purples in your shadows and some silvers on your on your highlights you'll notice a yeah. difference to just flat flat metallics i think flat flat classic gold yes and it's all about variety that's what you want what variety what, yeah what you don't want is you don't <coughs> want the gold of your custodies to look like it was melted down from ancient argos architect <laughs> that's what you don't want. What's the what's the Argos jewellery range called? You'll know. Uh, do you know what? I is it Elizabeth Duke. I don't think it is anymore. I think Lizzie Duke uh, is out of uh, out of commission these days. But I don't actually know what it is. Really. I'm showing my age there because um, in the nineties it was Lizzie Duke, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, like um, it, it's it's not yeah. a circle that I, I I roll in. No, you you know when you could get a sovereign ring for twenty pound and people buying and realise that a sovereign's actually worth what is it like? Nearly a hundred quid uh, for the actual about, coin. Uh, about three hundred these days for an actual gold sovereign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about oh, about three hundred pounds now. Yeah, yeah, you could buy one from Argos for twenty quid. Yeah, yeah, real real gold. Absolutely, as, as Terry Pratchett put it, real goldish. Real goldish. Oh, the the stories I could tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully that's of, of some help to people. Yeah. Um, looking to start out on their, their their fine journey into the world of uh, Legio Custodies. Yeah. Um, uh, if they want some help, then um, there's Miles on Patreon, the legend. There's yeah. Cult of Paint, obviously. Um, they've started doing like live Q and A's as well. They're really up in the ante with what they're um, offering on um, Cult of Paint. Um, there's a few more, but I won't delve totally into my painting fanboyisms <laughs> um you know that you'll, you'll find some people don't like um true metallic work and they refer to it as glitter paint which um i don't care how much talent they've got that's just being a being should we say talking conquers <laughs> um for to keep the pg rating that was really hard to tone that back then i can imagine um so yeah just um enjoy it have fun try and vary them up a bit you know 
let's get some um, get some listener interaction as well. Post some pictures up. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the Instagram is very quiet. We don't get tagged very much. Not many people comment. I know that's not really what Instagram's for, but um, I don't have Facebook, so I'm I'm desperately seeking right. sort of you know approval from strangers <laughs> but, on the internet. So. Which, yeah. Single man would like to meet uh, like-minded individuals on Instagram for chats and and good painting times. For, yeah, for auric banter. Uh, yeah, careful. Uh, that's with an AU. I hasten to add. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. So, yeah, I think that's probably about it. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's quite. I feel quite odd trying to do something without. You know, knowing that Michael's guidance is there, underpinning, or or uh, Mills the senior to go stop talking conkers and get on with it. Absolutely, especially after his earlier outburst of harsh language that was really, uh, yeah. It's been two to three days since we recorded that, and uh, I'm still shocked by. It. I woke up at two o'clock this morning thinking I can't believe he said it. Yeah, off you, um, uh, off you go. I believe was the uh, yeah, absolutely. PG thirteen. Right. That's why we need to get around a table again, just so that we can just hate, just let him unleash. I, I, I think it could be a dangerous thing to do. Right, we may have we may have done our favourite thing and tangented slightly into. Yeah, uh, I bet you didn't load the button up either with it just being a short session. <laughs> right. Yeah, Michael can edit this for himself. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that cool. there and on so, with the show. Yeah. On to the list challenge then. Huzzah! stuff. And now the moment that we've all been waiting for, and Chris, doubly so, one assumes, as we are unleashed upon 3,000 points of heresy challenge to try and make something piques his interest, I guess, if we're going to, he's going to be scoring. So things aren't looking great for me already. So, um, but what have we brought to the table? So, I'm going to go first with this one. So I'm just going as, to as I did mine. say in the uh, in the WhatsApp chat, bonus points for Valdor. You know that's uh, that's. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone for Valdor. So, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so we'll remember that battlefield effectiveness is one of these. Yeah. So just to um, remind people of for those of you who aren't familiar with the the list challenge format, um, we look at each list and we score it on three criteria. The first one being how fun it is to play against Ooh. and with. Okay, so how much enjoyment would you get to play this, but also how much enjoyment would your opponent get in playing it with you? Okay, very important yeah. to play a game. The second thing is the Chris scale or battlefield effectiveness, as we call it, where <laughs> lazy heresy is unleashed and spam is allowed. So basically, this is trying to make a list that's actually going to be pretty useful on the battlefield. So the the ideal is to marry up both of those things if possible usually there's not necessarily the case and lastly but not least of course is how much would it cost to get this army bought off the shelf at forge world or games workshop forever tomorrow can i make an amendment to this particular the cost issue because i think we all need to be playing on the same field and uh, mr ing has often gone with i'm getting these parts from element games so i think we should allow and seeing as they 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 they're one of our they're an affiliate of us. I think we should allow 
Element Games for anything that can be bought from Element Games. As opposed to GW Prime? Yeah. Oh, was that not a thing? Have I been doing this wrong the whole thing? No, I don't think so. I've always got not like, to GW not Prime. Like major, not like that's influenced anything. Well, that's so, why I've been losing all the time. Oh, I've, I've always been going to... I've, I've always immediately gone to Element well, Plastics. Well, so what we should more. say is, if Element Games want to sponsor the this challenge section of this podcast, the bit that people listen to <laughs> at that point... Then we'll allow them. Then we'll, to, allow, then we'll do it until we start getting until some sort such of... time. Yeah, you can, and that but applies to any actually friendly local their, game their affiliate store. scheme does actually keep their show on the air, so you know they do sort of sponsor us, not directly. Yeah, <laughs> you've had crystals from me, Chris. Shut up, morning. Yeah, but anyway, here we are. Cost is a first one night, Rob. I'm not talking about it again. <laughs> Cost okay, on, is get. still a factor. And yeah. uh, it's basically how you can go and get this easily and bear them, you know, off the shelf from Games Workshop or Forgewood or wherever. But usually we don't put things like, although Rob does tend to do this, but we don't do things like heads or, you know, different weapons and arms and shiz like that. It's just, yeah, we'll find those in the bit box, yeah, magical bit like box. For our inst- instance in this one, we wouldn't put on the Adraphic spears if you're taking one or two. Because, yeah, why? No, you wouldn't. I would. I would argue that you would in this case really? because they are a purchasable upgrade. Mm-hmm. All right. But, but okay. head conversions and things like that, then yeah. yeah, that's kind of dealer's choice. I think. I think yeah, to make the model look like the model, yes, if possible. Um, but not necessarily going hunting down you know rare components from some three D modeler working in an artisan bread shop in <laughs> Bath, for example. All right. Um, all right. All right. Which I, I think it, is where Mister Mister Ink tends to go. So, anyway. Now that we've kind of completely done that, I've posted my list in the WhatsApp chat. Oh, where's my phone? Hang on. I can't tell you from 200, no, 300 miles away. Probably 350. I think it might be next door. Sorry, just give me barely one second. We've got to wait for him while he goes get his phone. So in the meantime, Graham, why don't you tell us what your inspirations for this list are? Just I know we've never done this before, but we've got it. Oh, I like it. I mean, I usually do that anyway, but you know, yes. let's let's make it official. Let's save some time. So, what I tend to do is, what are you saying? You, I'm a boring. Um, <laughs> I am full of sass today. So basically, all that effort I go into, you know, it's giving a theme and a history of the army. Just get on with it. Tell us how many points it is and what it get does. Get with it. Uh, so this, I've gone for a slightly different. There's a there's a natural pull towards a deep striking army with custodies i think and just because they lack any other effective way of getting where things need to be um and also you know there's a potential lack of scoring units so the terminators for example don't come with the um implacable advance that most other terminators do so the only scoring units they've got are the troops so with this particular army you know i think you need at least three scoring units in a game of heresy these days so this is what i've gone from the basic premise for this is shield captain will deep strike with a um rather than using any of the terminators heteron or otherwise i've gone with the sentinel guard squad and i'll come on to why in a minute um one of those gets deep struck with a really tricked out um shield captain and I've gone for a more, a very fast army. So I've gone for um, the Jetbike Squad and I've gone for the Venetari. So there's some variation in the units. And then I've gone for three of those lovely tanks that we talked about. So that's the idea is that basically the guard sit in front of the tanks 
giving them a nice four plus movable uh, Aegis defense line. Um, the flank units being the um, jet bikes and the whatever they're called, the Venatari, can move into Harry, cause bother, because even the, at their worst, they're still pretty good. Um, cause bother any units, you know, try and push them back from the objectives. We'll be walking forward slowly, shooting with the tanks, lots of, and by turn two, um, deep striking in, hopefully, with the old shield captain. And this is what I've given them to enable that particular tactic to work. So it's like a quite strong centre with a lot of shooting in it. Moving forward with um, two squads of the custodian sentinel guard with their shields to get onto objectives. The third squad deep strikes with the, with the shield captain. And the other two units cause bother wherever they can find it. So in the HQ, I've got a shield captain uh, who is a tribune. Of course, he's a tribune, right? Yeah. Um, He's, I've given him array strikes, digital lasers, melter bombs, paragon spear, although he won't get the slash upgrade for that, which is get a presidium shield, teleportation transponders, and he is the warlord. And I can choose his warlord trait, which I will do for strategic genius, which means he can re-roll siege initiative and also re-roll reserve rolls. Super useful when deep striking, right? Um, so, yeah, great. A great unit, a, a great HQ, you know, that, that plays in very nicely. So in the troops section, because I think you need a lot of scoring units these days, so a minimum of three, but they are dead expensive. I've gone for a kind of slightly more hoofed up squad of Sentinel Guard. So these are 450 points, these guys. So they've got teleportation transponders. Um, and then there's one, two, three, four, five, six of these guys with Presidium shields and the Sentinel Warblades. Um, and three of them have been upgraded to the power gauntlet. So that's the strength 10 AP one. So Very they're nice. going to go with the um, shield captain. Get those guys in a deep strike in. They're not going anywhere quickly. Um, they're going to be on a four plus in bond because of the shields. They're going to sit there and do what they need to do. And the shield captain can have a, again, I've given it, he can then you know take care of anybody that seems to come their way. Covers both heavily armoured things as well as you know normal terminators or marine type stuff then the other two squads um these are the ones that will sort of sit in front of the tanks um there's uh there is one two three four five in each of these squads and um, they've just got the presidium shields and the sentinel war blades so they're just there to basically hoof forward guard 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 get an objective so they can run if they need to i think um in the fast attack section, so these will be the things that would be like the horns of the bull, if you like. Yep. Um, they, I've gone for the uh, for a jet bike squadron, giving them all melted bombs. And there's one, two, three, four, five of these guys. So quite a lot, quite expensive unit as well. Uh, I've got two. I think you can have one Corvée last pastor, can't you? Uh, no, I think... No, they can all have them. They oh, can all have them, but okay. rule of, rule of uh, acceptable tabletop... I've given uh, I've given two I've given two of those and two adraptic devastators and one yeah. normal bolt cannon. So they're going to be they're kind of like my they're quite a punchy squad. You know those those guns are serious business. Yeah. Um, all round they're going to be a hard thing and they're going to kind of be whizzing around shooting potentially charging but I probably like you say Chris keep them back to shoot things because they're probably better at that than they are at close combat. Um, but again you know two plus save jinking on four pluses they're no slouches they're super quick as well. Um, the 
other fast attack choices, the Venetari squad, because kind of these kind of piqued my interest. I thought about having two squads of bikes, but I thought it'd be better to have a bit of variety. So I've got a five-man squad of those uh, kinetic destroyers and and Tarsus bucklers, all round one. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's it. I think they're just all when they've got melter bombs as well, so they can cause some bother in that direction. Pretty survivable unit, actually, must be said. Um, and like I said, they'll be jumping forward, looking to cause bother with sort of weaker marine equivalent squads, I think. That'll be their best bet. And to keep people away from the um, middle middle kind of units. And then my final thing is obviously is a bit of spam. I apologise, but I really, these tanks, as we've talked about, are dead good. So that's three Caladus grab tanks with the Arcus um, heavy blaze cannon on all of them to just wipe things out, all of them. Them. So, like I said, the plan is that that's my, they're going to shoot. I haven't used Eltel, who is a really good gun platform, by the way, because uh, I wanted to do something different. This is quite a quick army, even though I've given the guys shields. I can move it about quite quite successfully and still cause a load of bother. Um, and that was the plan, really. Some slower stuff in the middle, uh, a hard-hitting deep strike unit, and basically fast harrying units to go into sort of denial mode and get into those squads that may be on objectives early doors. Yeah. And with the shield captain having the re-roll to CC's initiative and also re-rolling reserve rolls, there's a better chance of getting that squad in turn two when it needs to be rather than hoping to the gods, which is why I didn't take Valdor. That was the only reason. Yeah. 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 That's it. Very cool. It's a nice list. I like it a lot. Who wants to go next? Uh, do you want to go, Mike? Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so my list was... I kind of went with what I thought was cool. And this is probably why I never win anything. But um, I also did try to balance that with, um, you know, uh, performance as well. So I've done a double shield captain. I've taken my first shield captain, has digital lasers, uh, melter bombs... A Paragon Spear and Teleportation Transponders. Mm-hmm. The other Shield Captain ha- is a Tribune. Um, he's got Array Strikes, Digital Lasers, Melter Bombs, a Presidium Shield, a Solarite Power Gauntlet, Teleportation Transporters, Terminal Lucidity Injectors, and a Warlord. And he's the Warlord. Terminal Lucidity Injectors... Uh, do what exactly? Sai Arcana. They he are. still hits you when you kill him. Yes, that's it. Cool. Because nice. I'm like, yeah, I think that would just that, that just. He's a death but, sworn tribune, basically, isn't he? <laughs> How <laughs> many points is he? Uh, oh, he's he's not going to be cheap. It's not cheap. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up where, where's my uh, I've got it. Got it still open. Three hundred and thirty points. Yeah. Valdor territory. Five, five points more expensive than Valdor. Yeah, so, and I think he's, I think he's better than Valdor. Especially that ability to choose, and like Graham went, but I was, I was, we go for the strategic genius as well, wouldn't even be a question. In my elite slot, I've got two squads of equivalent Terminators, uh, all with teleportation transponders. The first squad is all power gauntlets and adraphic destructors. The other How squad, many in the squad, sorry, Michael? Three, just three, just base three. Uh, the other squad is uh, more going after uh, b- being able to deal with hordes. They've got the fire pikes and the power talons, which is interestingly how they actually set them up in the store as well. So, but okay, I, don't know, I just think that works well as a combo. Um, 
then I've got two um, uh, custodian guard squads, uh, both of three men, both teleport, two teleport, uh, teleportation transporters on all of them. And these, the shield captains would go with uh, one of these squads each. Um, the first squad has one Adrasite spear and the other one has a has a Pyophyte spear, which is the Melter one. So just to sort of try and specialize them a little bit. Uh, again, this is probably why I don't win. I should uh, just copy and paste. <laughs> uh, then I put in one Sentinel Guard squad against teleportation transponders, just Presidium Shields, Sentinel War Blades to, get, you know, needs to be get on an objective and hold that. In my oh, fast- Deep strike if needs be. Yep, deep strike if needs be. Uh, fast attack, I've got a jetpack squadron, just a free man. Uh, with a graphic uh, devastators, cool, um, and a couple, uh, a squad, a two palace uh, grav attacks, because I love them. I love them. They're nice models. I love the models. They're really they're the little ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ninety-five points each. Yeah. I think they're nice. Uh, then I've got uh, some uh, Venetari squad uh, with uh, melter bombs, and uh, they've all got the. Uh, kinetic destroyer and the taurus bucklers um mm-hmm. and then finally my heavy support they're, sorry they're all three man squads again, all no? three man squads yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and then in my heavy support i've got a Cladus grav tank uh with armored ceramite and the searchlight obviously uh and the arachnus heavy blaze cannon and it's with a uh, well it's not the wheelie but also in the slot is a uh contemptor galatus dreadnought and that's my that's the, Okay, cool. Mm. So what's the what's the plan? The plan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to deep strike everything that can be deep, deep struck. Um, so the, uh, I'm going to basically the only thing that can't deep strike is the um, dreadnought. So it's the odd one out. And it was sort of like, oh, do I put this in? Do I not put it in? Yeah. Also, you, you're going to want to have something on turn one, right? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you're going to put the dreadnought. We'll have to be on turn one. Yeah. You could just hide him, I guess. But then would you and you're gonna use the shield captain strategic thing of me to um re-roll a reserve roll, so try and get everything in on turn two, right? Yeah, or alternatively, um keep some have some stuff on but have the option to not have it. Depends on what I'm facing. Mm. You can outflank those tanks as well, remember. Yes, you can. Equally you can. as useful. Exactly. So it's a case of I can make a decision. I've got the option to put everything in reserve apart from the Dreadnought or not. Yeah, um, makes sense. You just want to make sure that that Dreadnought doesn't die to them one or else you're screwed. It's a pretty survivable Dreadnought, to be fair. Yeah. It, it, yes, it can be one-shotted, but I think it's it's very, very survivable if I choose to do that. Yeah. But again, it's having that flexibility. I suppose it, it suffers from all of those other problems, which is that you're you you're kind of missing a ter- one at least one turn maybe even two which is everybody suffers from i suppose with deep striking to a certain point but yeah. again it's it's, it's it's seeing what the mission is seeing what the army the opposing army is and uh, there's two scoring units right uh three three, three sentinels. sentinels and two custodian, two custodian guard, yeah. so there'll be a shield captain in each custodian guard squad nice and then sentinels to hold an objective Yep. Because whereas I don't think Sentinels are any good for taking out stuff, um, I think they are very, very good for um, for for keeping a hold of objectives. Agreed. 
especially given that they can deep strike. Never That's mm. my so nice. go on then, Rob. What, what have you got? Like uh, so, fun. There's a recurring theme here. Uh, HQ. We have a shield captain Tribune. There's only two choices, isn't there? Yeah, with uh, teleportation transponders, melter bombs, array strikes, paragon spear, presidium shield, and digital lasers. With the strategic genius warlord trait. Well, there's a surprise. No. So I think I think all of us have taken the same, pretty much the same one, nearly. That, um, that either says. This is a really good combination, or the army is boring as hell, and there's only one way to use it. <laughs> so, so that's my only HQ. No, yep, same. I need one. Only, only HQ. Um, troops choices. I have two the same because it's what I do. Um, <laughs> five man custodian. Wonderful. Don't make me post your magnet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wear this T-shirt. It's quite heavy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's five custodian guard, all with adrocyte spears and melt bombs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Two units of them, so every single guy has instant death, armor bane, AP two, strength five. Mm. Apparently gets off. So, so ten guys. Yeah. yeah. Two units of five. Mm. Yeah. Two units of five of them. Um, so into my elites. Uh, yeah, the theme of this is basically a drastic weaponry because I just think it's really cool. Um, into my elites, I've got three Aqualon Terminators, mm-hmm. all with twin-linked drastic destructors to, and teleport teleportation transponders. They've got power gauntlets. Yeah. So the theory it's, is. It's not an AP one one here. Yeah, they yeah. go. They go with the Tribune. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anything anything coming at them that is going to go before. The um, gauntlets gets walloped with a paragon spear, Correct. and then the uh, then the aquilon terminators. Well, it gets gets overwatched with instant death weaponry, and then gets walloped with uh, a paragon spear, and then gets uh, hit with got power gauntlets. Yep. I've also got an Achilles dreadnought with the dread spear, two adrith- uh, twin linked adrith- uh, destructors in its fists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not cheap, but he's got all the toys and he looks ace um so that's the elites two elites choices in fast attack and this is where chris shouts at me because i've got four agamatis jet bikes all with melter bombs and all with corvair las pulses it's not me that'll shout you it's society that'll shout at you yeah but when am i ever going to see another human being ever again anyway it's not like i'm going to play a game with it is it you haven't you said you've bought this list yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly um, case. yeah uh, and then in heavy support I have two Caledius Grav tanks with the twin link directness heavy blaze cannon so one less than Graham uh, but I also have Eltel yeah. and you know when we were saying you'd be daft if you bought both guns well guess what not, not necessarily daft I just, I just think it's a, a trick is lost uh, I, I bought both guns, so I have a Telemon Heavy Dreadnought with Arachnus Storm Cannon and an Iliastus Accelerator Cannon. So he's a, he's a hell of a gun platform, and at strength 9, even when he's just walloping you with a gun barrel, he's still not a bad backline enforcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't disagree. And that is 3,000 points, that's it. So what was the number of scoring units? Was it two? Two. And they were... Th- Three or f- those two five-man squads, weren't it? Two five-mans. Adrocytes, all with adrocytes, spears, and melter bombs. 
and the other squad was a, there was a three man squad wasn't there that's Aquilon Terminators to go with the Tribune to go with the Tribune so they're deep they're deep strike in and basically they pick the biggest juiciest thing that needs killing and they're cool. deep strike they're deep strike down and kill it and meanwhile everything else kills everything else and uh, it works on the same theory as my wolves do in that you can't take objectives off me if you're all dead yeah, you've got to get to the objectives, I suppose, with the wolves. Yeah. You know, they've got those spars and they go off, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I always get that in. Anyway, <laughs> um, interesting, interesting. So, if you kind of did a combined list, right, mm-hmm. well, we'd all have the shield captain. Yeah. Yeah. We'd all have the terminators. We all had the callus. All of, yeah, all of us had the jet bikes, and all of us had the tank. Yeah, in some form or another. So yeah. there isn't a lot you can do in, this, in some regards. I think trying to do Remember, it's a very limited army list. Different. I think it's not so much limited as the fact that there's a lot of people can conf- um, in conflict for the same things. If you see what I mean, they kind of yeah. the Heterons do the same thing as the Aquilian Terminators, which do a similar thing to maybe one of the troop choices, but not quite as good as you know. And, and even the Venetari and the jet bikes, kind of similar roles. One may be slightly better than the other, for example. But there isn't a huge amount of this is going to be a deep striking thing. This is going to be a shooting thing. This is going to be a, you know, hold the line thing. Or it, you see what I mean? It's, I don't know, it feels a little bit one dimensional. Yeah. But I, to be fair, in doing this, it did give me a new appreciation for just how quite difficult this army is to build in terms of to be very flexible and that you could easily get against a kind of rock, paper, scissors scenario with this army. I don't think it's going to win everything. Um, but I think it's going to, you know, is it versatile enough to deal with very other, very versatile armies? It's, too, it's a bit slow, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the transport issue is, a, is an issue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, uh, right. Fun to play with, fun against, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> No pressure. Like it. No pressure. Um, do I think Rob's is quite Rob's is quite a tough uh, tough list to play against. There's a lot of heavy firepower in that. Um, what's going to be? I suppose it's what I think is going to be fun, isn't it? I suppose. Gray's list is hard for me to look past just because it's it's just not a million miles away from sort of my loadout, I suppose. Uh, uh, Mr. B's list. I do like the variety in Mr. B's list, I must admit. Um, yeah. I think there's something to be said for for that uh do, 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 do. i am sentinels raw i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with with and against i'll go with graham's i think for me which it is a tough one because a shocker things i like bits of i like Mr. B's versatility, or not versatility, but the, the mix of units. Um, but 
there is a very cohesive plan in Graham's army. That is which true. I which I quite like. Rob's one, it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a hammer, yeah. And I don't necessarily think that in an army that has a reputation for being hard, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna dispel too many myths. That's that's gonna yeah that, sort of dampen those particular flames. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be fun for someone to play against it. If that makes sense. That won't be the case because Rob's an excellent player, but I'm thinking of it, it not being Generic. Rob, if that makes sense. Giving it yeah. in the wrong hands. Yeah, yes. no, which, is still, yeah exactly. which, is still, which is still mine. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. it, you're, you're a good opponent. Your opponent who you're playing against makes a big difference. And if, it, if we're just looking at the list as opposed to uh, the yeah. person that wrote that list, then I, I I would probably say Graham's, but it's it's close between all three of you for for different reasons. So would that be fair to say that Robs would also win the battlefield effectiveness? I think probably yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of heavy firepower that can outrange and outgun a, yeah. a, a fair few things. So you've got Eltel, you've got the other dreadnought as well, haven't you? He's got the four Agamatus with the Corvée Las Pulses. Yeah, I've got I've got five Corvée Las Pulses. Five, sorry, I do apologise. Well, no, because there's one on El, one on the Achilles. And even the troop oh, yeah. choices have got those instant death weapons, haven't they? And armor burn as well, yeah. So if we get behind your tanks, we can I think sort if, your tanks out and melt a bomb. If, if Mr. B didn't have the Infernus fire pikes, which I just don't rate, yeah, I, I, I think um, that would be a, a, a yeah that that would that would do better. Yeah, I, I just they want do look cool to deal with hordes if I get them. The thing I is, though, a strength six, AP six. <sighs> You know, you're better off just punching them to death. Mm-hmm. I think it's because you're going to cause as, yeah. you're going to cause as many wounds, probably cause more wounds in combat than you will with that. Because they're you're going to get an arm with, you're, you're better off with more um, sentinels with the um, is it the flamers in the swords? Because mm. the think, flamers yeah. actually kill something. I think it's um, this is an army that's always going to be super elite, so the model count's going to be really low. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've run 21 models. I think that's yeah, the lowest. That's, that's what this is. This is tw- yeah. mine's 21 model. And you're always gonna, always gonna struggle against the horde army because they can just sandbag you to death. Really, yeah. I don't think there's any way around that. The army isn't built to deal with it. It's built to, it's an elite army built to take on other elite armies. I think. Cool. Okay. So, um, what about? So, what did, uh, what did everyone's costs? Um, Surpri- what a surprisingly cheap army, though. This it can is. be. It can be, I have absolutely. I have worked out this week. I have worked out this week. If you take three units of ten custodian guard, all with adrocite spears, and a shield ca- and teleport transponders, and a shield ca- and three shield captains with teleport transponders, that is three thousand points. You can get it on the nose for three thousand points, and it's less than three hundred quid. Pretty damn good, right? Yeah. That's got to be the cheapest three thousand points you can do in heresy. Got the probably, probably yeah. Okay, because obviously the the majority of the troops and things are buying a plastic. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a box of the box of five for the guards anyway is thirty five quid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty nine quid at element. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the bikes are a bit expensive to be fair. If you get the non plastic ones. Plastic yeah, ones will probably be fine. You can buy the plastic bike, so 
I went for the Forge World ones. Yeah, so did I. Me too. Uh, so I'll give you my cost. Mine yeah. was six hundred and thirty-nine pounds and fifty pence, all because I needed two packs of spears. Otherwise, it would be a lot cheaper. Well, six hundred. How much are you paying for the spear? It's a lot cheaper. Sixteen quid. Yeah, so, so one spear essentially. So yeah, they. So that is £639.50. I was, Michael, exactly the same. Nice. Exactly. Within a quid. What do you mean within a quid? Um, Because it depends on the exchange rate, because I've bought some artisan artisan bread pieces to convert my Shield Captain Tribune from Conversion World in Germany. What would it be as standard? What is it right now? I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a currencyist. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we going? Are we accepting that, or are we just saying it's got to so be? A- you're buying a shield captain, basically. If if I went, yeah, if I, if I went for the plastic guy from GW, it'd be twenty five quid, and I'd save fifteen quid off the lot, and it'd be six two five. You've not got any spare spare yeah. bodies from the. I would have Yeah, I would have used. No. I mean, I used the plastic guy left over from four boxes of. Thirty-five pound guys <clears throat> to make a shield yeah. captain out. That's what I, I'm going to do. I priced Rixie and Hale from Warhammer World plus ten quid yeah, worth of, yeah. of artisan bread bits. Yeah, I would have done that. But anyway. aren't you after an Ixion on Hale if anyone wants to sell you one? Yes, yep. I'm. And if you, and if you if you if you if someone has one available, they can email you at rob at edgeofempire.co.uk. Yes, they could. Yeah. There you I, go. I would be super duper super duper grateful because it's the on it's the only model basically for this list that I don't have. So mine is 676, I think, which is four boxes of the shield guys, 35 pound each, um, five jet bikes, 37 pounds per jet bike. Um, did you use plastic jet bikes or did you use four, use four drill bikes? I used four drilled. Um, three tanks. The tanks are um, quite cheap, actually. 89 each. 89 pound each, which isn't bad. Um, and that's pretty much it. Everything else can be kind of got from that. And, of, and the eighty-four pound for two squads of um, the Venetari guys. But they very much meet the Sakaran standard, don't they? They totally do. Totally do. So yeah, pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Okay, so that's so, a war between me and Rob, depending on the currency conversion. I I think the only way you could do it fairly would be to say that if for the shield captain, which is identical-ish. Uh, was, no, mine mine has a paragon spear rather than the the fist which Michael's has. Well, you could use the so the Forge World. Uh, I could use the Forge the normal Forge World guy and stick a shield on him from plastics left over yeah. from the uh, plastic shield and from the um, custodian boxes. Twenty nine quid, thirty percent of that. Quite sure, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. So. Okay, I'm happy to split that. But if you guys. Uh, yep. happy to shake on that as gentlemen then yeah, so be it I'm, so I'm, Rob I'm... is taking an early lead of course this is uh, you know bearing in mind that Chris essentially is getting a handicap and not getting an entry in the yeah, we'll have to do we will, each of us will have to do one where we sit up yes I think uh, I think I'm going to plan that in properly because we're going to do space right. this, this year we're doing space walls oh Graham's angry episode um, um, we already we already did that no, we haven't. Oh, we did done, a list. Thing. We did a list. Yeah, we did a list. We've we done a do list, that. but we haven't done an actual Space Walls episode. I think we've got on the books to do this. Yeah, Space Walls, World Eaters. All right. Well, I'll sit out the wolves then. Salamanders. And maybe, maybe, um, Ultramarines. Depends. 
Haven't we done World Eaters already? We haven't done World Eaters. We've done book six characters. Did we do Salamanders? No, we haven't nope. done Salamanders. I'll send you a list of what we've done in links. Okay. But, what, what, 18, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we've done more than 18 episodes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, January Just seems about. to be reserved for our weird armies. Yeah. Weird armies. Weird armies. Anyway, very cool. So, yeah. I think, in summary, pretty cheap, considering usually we're, we're dropping a £1,000 plus for armies. Yeah. I mean, and I think that if you kept away the from the, yeah, kept away from the vehicles, you could do it super cheap. Like you say, three hundred quid for a pretty effective heresy army is no bad thing. Yeah, and the, the high points cost is, is is helpful to them um, because you don't need a lot of models to run. No. Uh, so in terms of modeling, you can get them up and running reasonably quick as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I do think the army as a whole suffers a bit of reputational damage from previous incarnations, which is, I think, a bit unfounded because uh, you're not talking about big units. I mean, if you're putting a squad of three, I mean, OK, they've got three three wounds apiece. There's only three of them. I think um, it came down to, in my personal opinion, one unit that did the whole that everybody was angry about. To be fair, that was a bit ridiculous. But that could have been easily fixed by just amending that one unit by taking away the option for the cyber familiar in an FAQ. You didn't need to rewrite the whole army list. Uh, and that's people are just never happy, are they? That, that's that's just my opinion. I think I think that I think that I think the the way Forge will handle it, in my personal opinion, by raising the points and everything was not quite the right way to do it. Um, I just think that you just needed to amend that captain, and if and maybe give the Cronus grab carrier. A um a assault assault vehicle rule because right now I'll be perfectly honest this the custodies are an awesome army they look great they've got fantastic models but they don't they're sort of the, their law isn't the same as their ability yeah in the they're, game. They're there are a few things that, I mean I think like, down. Like you say if you put more points on the clipping mm-hmm. flyer not the flyer on the um fast skimmer type assault vehicle. That would be fine. Um, I think this army suffers greatly because really it's only effective from turn three onwards in most instances. So because you have to deep strike, right? Yeah. If you want to get them where you need to get them without getting shot to death, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. The, 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 most the, other armies are doing damage from turn two. The lack of transport options is. Yeah, I mean mobility is is a, is a major issue above anything else. I think okay. the, being able to go from left to right on that board. Safely without getting absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah, and it is kind of disheartening to see the fact that you know, in 40k, they're so much better because they've got access to the land raider, they've got they've got the um, you know, the the vehicle, all vehicles are assault vehicles, yeah, and then in 30k, they're like, meh, they're great, but they're like, because of key weaknesses. They can't be effective. Anyway, talking about key weaknesses, I need strength. I need um, to sleep as it's half past 12. So I think in summary, it was good fun. It was interesting to walk a mile in Chris's shoes. And a little bit of sympathy has eked out of me uh, in that (laughs) regard, because I think it is a tough list. I think it's a tough list to play, rather, um, and does carry with it a certain amount of baggage. Cool to see it on the battlefield, and it would be nice to do some different things with it. But, yeah. All, All right. good. 
And uh, maybe, I don't know whether the talons, using the other parts of the talons, could balance it out a bit. Don't know. But yeah. Where it stands right now. Good army. Does need work. Yeah. Okay. What we'll do now is we'll run into the close. Uh, okay, and that brings us to the end of a, another show, and uh, I'm quite happy with how that turned out. Um, please let us know how you're finding this experiment in doing two-part shows, um, and that that would be fantastic. Um, you can also leave us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Uh, links are in the show notes. Uh, give our page a like too, for no other reason than you know to tell us that we're Ari, we're not horrible you know you kind of like us um it helps us sleep better at night because you know i mean graham honestly the, the phone calls it's incessant you come know why isn't anyone like this page if, if you do know henry cavill tell him to come and chat to us yeah yeah that'll be cool we'll um <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll um we'll you know promise not to be fawning fanboys completely totally. and 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 i promise not to ask the smelly hair that sounds well, that's put it. That's put when off. I, yeah, that sounded weird <laughs> when I said it than when I came out with it. Anyway, it sounded weird <laughs> enough either way. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, you can post on our Facebook wall, uh, send a message to that account, or email us at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. That's everybody, um, by the way, not just Henry Cargill. He doesn't have like a special email address. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, if you do want to help the show out, we've got there's a couple of ways you can do that. We've got um, an affiliate link with Audible, um, so you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial. And after that, it's seven ninety nine a month for an audiobook, and all the Black Library books are on there pretty much. I don't, I don't think there's any that aren't on there. Um, you could also become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, for which we are eternally grateful. That and, the, and, and these affiliate programs keep the show running. Um, you can also help us out by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games. Um, we have um, also have Element Crystal Codes. That, that gets you um, double, double loyalty points and... Um, you get the loyalty points and then we get some crystals as well. So it's all, it's all, a, it's all a nicer circle that we're going there. And um, we've got, so we'll put the crystal codes in the show notes, but they are uh, Chris's is CHR211. Uh, Graham's is GRA2794. Mine is MIC440. And Rob's is ROB676. And if you prefer the outpost, we also have an affiliate uh, link with them as well. Again, on the website, you can take a look at that. So it's a great little friendly little gaming store in Sheffield. Uh, we have actually been approached by Goblin Gaming today to ask us about oh. affiliate for them. So we're going to have to have a discussion between us about that. So, okay. So, uh, and that uh, is the end of this sort of month's duo of episodes as i said uh, any feedback about how this two episode format went would be absolutely fantastic um and um next month we are going to take a look uh it, it's often been requested we've spoken about doing it so we're actually going to do it we're going to take a look at the more of our uh, events pack 
and uh, sort of try and figure out what the crack is with that because uh, we are getting mm. a lot of questions. Will you use events? What is going on? And I think a lot of events are actually adopting it. It's almost becoming official in a way. It's actually what, certainly what? it's only it's its own you know events that want to run it do use it, and they've been good feedback from what I've seen. So we'll give it a go yeah, see if we can lot, um, lot use of, these rules to yeah. make our own lists used on that sort of because there of, are changes uh, in things like costs and um force orgs and you can yeah. do different things so be interesting I mean, to see. i've not actually I've, I've downloaded it i haven't actually looked at it properly at all so this will be yeah, a, a interesting me, to do that we we've got a lot of, we, it's one of it's probably the third most requested thing that we're to do what's the first one Shut up and Stop. go away. And the show. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the show is the first one. But I do have a list somewhere of, of questions we've been asked to do cover stuff. And most of them are, can you cover my army? Yeah, we've got that whole document. Okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Wonderful. Yeah, we're going to go. So good night, everybody. I'm going to go to bed and sleep. Me yeah. too. Good night, folks. Have a great month. Good night. Take, care, Take care, everybody. Okay, fantastic. That wasn't too weird doing two, was it? <laughs>